Hey, y'all, back in studio. Uh, what a wild whirlwind weekend. Uh, Sarasota saying goodbye to our beloved friend, Stephen Quinto. And the Quinto family from all over the world joined us there in the memorial service. We'll give you some updates on that. Also, uh, all the way from Israel, Alana Daniel. I'll say Alana Rachel Daniels. I'll get there. We'll get there. I'm, I'm still not grounded in my own studio. So roll with me as we cover what's going on, not only in Israel, but around the world regarding digitizing what they call healthcare, digital healthcare. What is it? And why does she know so much about it? And why is she concerned about it? As are we, of course. We're going to get a lot of that backstory in hour one. Hour two, we go into the cardiovascular realm and do a deep dive into nitric oxide with our good friend, John Hewlett. Maybe some surprise guests in hour two as well as we also what we call simulcast with our friends at brideon.tv. So share the show. Come on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen. That's where the chat room is. And let everybody know where the health and healing happens. Two hours a day, six days a week, right here. Let's get this healing party started. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. As we crank up another edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show, uh, this is our first live show of the week. And I'm back in studio after traveling to, to Sarasota, Florida, to be with the family of Stephen Quinto, his his wife, surviving wife, Ruth, and uh, their seven children, seven kids, obviously growing up, and, and grandkids as well, and, and aunts and uncles, nieces, nephews, all of that. Uh, had a heartwarming time being with everybody. Uh, my heart goes out to you as you know, I even feel it too, because he was a mentor of mine. Stephen Quinto, if you don't know, uh, was the man who uh, made the technological breakthrough that made possible the bioactive silver hydrosol. That is the sovereign silver, the Argent 23. Uh, now the, of course, the, uh, well, the gels as well. And I, I had some help in, in, in putting that together. Uh, and also, uh, well, now the copper hydrosol, but uh, quite a legacy. And to hear all the stories, uh, for those of you who are in the chat room at robertscottbell.com slash listen, if you're interested in seeing the service, we're not putting it out for public consumption, but for those of you who are in the chat room, you're like family being here live. Uh, so uh, just let me know if you want to see it. Uh, very moving uh, ceremony I got to host. So thank you again to the family there. And, and you know, Super D, I, I know sometimes you, you open up as we start the week together just to chat a little bit. But I don't want to apologize before I do a, the show. But I feel like part of me, I could already tell that I'm not fully grounded in my body in this location, having just like blitzed, a, you know, across the country and back. And it's just like, dude, you know what? Ha I, the majority of the yeah. time when you come back from a trip, yeah. the only way people even know is because you say so. It's like you don't. Yeah, but it's I, not I like, know, you, know you get on here and you're, I know it. you know, like one eye is drooping and you've got bed head and, you know, you know, it's like everything's cool. Man. Don't set yourself hey, you know, up. It's not here. that, but I can already feel like you're a pro. Well, you can do yeah, this. Yeah, but you know when I start slurring my words, it's stuck. It's bad. It's really bad. Whatever. So. If that happens, I'll let okay, you know. Okay, thank you. No, I'm, You're I'm good. okay. But You're good. honestly, it's it's the craziness of traveling that many thousands of miles just for oh, yeah. two, two Dude, days. Dude, one coast maybe, to the yeah, the other, basically. And get on back. Yeah. But it, these are important you know, moments in life. Uh, people come into your life. They leave your life. And not every time can we be together like that. And uh, just I was compelled. I, I, I had to be there, and I'm glad I did. I, I actually watched uh, you know a, a good portion of it, and I it, it seemed like it, I I didn't know anything about about yeah. him. 
But, you know, watching some of the video of him that was there, you know, during the service and stuff like that, he seemed like a really cool dude. Dude, he, he was next level. And you didn't hear probably the time when he was in Jamaica flying Bob Marley and his band around. Oh, no. yeah, there was a story about that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, there, yeah, some amazing things that, that he had done. Uh, so, uh, anyway, I, I, I don't want to uh, hang out there all the time and be bummed out that he's not with us, but at the same time, very uplifting to be with everybody this past weekend. Well, and the service itself was a very uplifting. Yeah, I think and so. And that's, you know, it wasn't uh, let's all be sad and cry, even though, I mean, tears happen because, of course, you know, they're going to, but... I, I was I, I thought it was great to watch because there's a lot of real uplifting messages and stuff in there. Yeah, for sure. It was there really were. Cool. And, and I had a lot more to do. I mean, that's the legacy. You, you, you say you hope that you leave something that people might remember you by or that might have benefited or has benefited the world. And I'll just say, you know, I've told you my kids have never been vaccinated. They've never once had an antibiotic, not once. And it's a big part of that is, you know, the, 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 the leap in technology that was made possible by Stephen Quinto. And that's the uh, bioactive silver hydrosol alone. But there's a lot more to it than that. But suffice it to say, that is a tool that can save and has saved perhaps it certainly touched millions and millions of people around the world. And many of you in this audience already know it's, it's a mainstay, a staple, if you will, of your household. And or if you're a practicing physician of any kind, you utilize this. And I know that and I'm grateful for that. But think about how we can reduce the reliance on toxic chemotherapy drugs if we just went back to the natural world, whether it be silver, copper, and other things that we discuss here. Minerals, 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 we need minerals. Trace elements as well. Uh, so we'll continue that journey. Uh, and you know, as I've dedicated my life to bringing the power to heal back to each and every one of you, just so you know, it's not like I'm grabbing a, a light switch and plugging you in. I'm sharing information, sharing some inspiration, and and sharing stories in my own life, much less the people that we bring on from time to time and on also new guests that we don't know yet to maybe switch a light on for you. Or maybe you see that that light that's coming from them triggers something and you it goes, Oh, I didn't know that. And it, man, it alters you for the better. Nothing that I do here, nothing that we do here is intended to dim that light. Although, you know, sometimes people got to wear shades around you because you're so bright, you know who you are. <laughs> And, and so it's not a matter of dimming it for that purpose. But the idea here is, of course, to empower you. And that is just recognizing and remembering and reminding you of who you really are. And that is a divine spark of creation or of God. And so in that sense, all healing, that's where it derives from. That's where it comes from. And when you recognize that and live that, then even in the toughest of times, the most difficult and strange of circumstance, you could take solace the fact that you are connected to the divine. And that you're going, to be, you're going to be guided through it. You're going to make it through. Now, even at the end of this life where the physical shell is left behind, like in the case of the story of, you know, our friend Stephen Quinto, who's just left, the presence is so very real even afterwards. And the life that you attempt to lead here continues on in its own way. And I, I believe with Stephen, he had grand visions for making this world a better place. And you're butted up against the reality is that you share this planet with, what, 7 billion other people and their ideas of what this world should be. And so there's not one utopia except your connection to the divine. And yes, your attempts, my attempts, our attempts to make it better while we're here, but they're always butting up against other people's attempts to do what they want to do, sometimes better, sometimes for worse. And that can be true of us too. And yet 
when we have that vision, I believe we're catching glimpses of the divinity beyond this earthly plane. And so the dream of Stephen Quinto is manifesting right now without the obstacles that he had here on this planet, in this plane. And that doesn't mean give up and don't do anything to better the world. That's not what I'm saying. But it's a recognition that this is a, it's a testing ground. It's a proving ground. It's a school ground. And we get to try things out. And as, and, and as good and wonderful as, as things that we can do, there'll always be something that goes, let me throw that wrench in there for you. You're like, oh, really? Really? But that's life. And the longer you're on the planet, perhaps you get more philosophical about that. Some may call it cynicism. Or you recognize this, like the more you try to change stuff, the more things stay the same. But does it mean stop trying? Does it mean give up in, in totality? Well, that's each and every one of you on your journey will have to answer that question for yourself. But I'm here to celebrate with you whenever and however and however often I can. And I'm grateful that I'm invited into your living room, your car, your phone, wherever you are or watching on Roku later when we are simulcasting on Brideon.tv. Real quick, uh, I want to open this up. Uh, uh, first story that Superdon sent me before we get to our uh, hour one guest, new guest for the Robert Scott Bell Show out of Israel coming today. Um, this is a story at the Defender by the Children's Health Defense Team. It says pharma's criminal business model and how the U.S. government benefits from it. And this is an analysis of 27 years of ongoing systematic wrongdoing by the pharmaceutical industry. And it reveals the U.S. Department of Justice has levied billions of dollars of fines against pharma companies, often under the False Claims Act. And the fines, guess what? They support government budgets and do nothing to reform the industry's criminal behavior. Now, pause for a moment and, and, and think about what I just said, what, what I just read, and then you go read it and share it. Maybe it'll impact some of you, maybe not. But it means that built into the business model of the pharmaceutical industrial complex, of the pharmaceutical church, of the cult of pharmacia, that's sorcery built into that model is that we will lie, cheat, steal, deceive you, break laws, threaten, coerce, mandate, crush competition that's not in our church or cult. And yes, we will be caught by government regulators. And with a wink and a nod, we will pay them their hundreds of millions or billions of dollars in fines to support their budgets. And then they will do nothing to change our behavior. And those billions you think are a big deal, pff, we're making trillions. Or before it was billions, it was hundreds of millions. We're making tens of billions. And so the cost of doing business is the fines. It's part of the business model. And government, as is pointed out in this article, benefits greatly from it and by it. So that means our government and many of you from around the world, you can look at your own government and you'll see the collusion is very real. How is it entire governments of the world have pushed us toward lockdowns and shutdowns and masking and, and mandatory jabbing and distancing based on faulty or, or not sound science or no science at all without allowing for any, any opposing or dissenting voice pointing out that, hey, there's no science for these masks to show that they work. There's no science for six-foot distance. There's not been a double-blind placebo-controlled study ever on, does that work? No, it's made up. They made it up. And yet we're here looking at the next phase of this orchestrated artificial reality if you comply with it. 
to digitize your very existence so that they can track you, control your behavior, limit your behavior, limit your movement, limit your freedom by shutting down your ability to earn a living or that living that you've earned in what you think are dollars or shekels in a digital format within the banking system is somehow shut down and clamped down the moment you protest too much. We saw it with the truckers in Canada under Trudeau and not only the truckers, but those who sent money to the truckers because it's through the same Luciferian banking system. Now, if they succeed in digitizing you, or if you're already a digital artificial creation of the state, you should not uh, be surprised by any of this at this point. And the question is, are you willing to turn course now? Or are you just going to go down with the mark of the beast, however you perceive that to be, to be numbered like cattle, and your only intercourse with the economic model of the banking world is to be digitized, whether it be in a card you carry, in a phone you carry, or a chip, or a, hey, how about a tattoo, a big old numbered tattoo by IBM? This is what's been so disappointing to me about the government and the people of Israel, not all of them, certainly some we had talked to that were protesting or not complying, but how quickly we forget. Yad Vashem, forget that. We march down and do the same thing the Nazi scum did by numbering people like cattle, digitizing them, and forcing them to receive what? Medical experimentation injections with no what? Informed consent. And then you bring up Nuremberg and the Nuremberg trial and the Nuremberg coat. And then you'll get censored again. They don't want to talk about that. The fact that there has been no informed consent, quite the opposite. We have all been guinea pigged into experimentation. Now, for those of you who have resisted, congratulations, you're among the most powerful people on earth. And I mean more powerful than Bill Gates, because all the propaganda Bill Gates threw at you, Anthony Fauci threw at you, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, named the leader of a Western-style democracy or a Chinese communist, semi-communist leader, or a Russian leader, all of that, and you've resisted becoming a, a, a guinea pig, an experiment. But according to the stats, if they're accurate, 70% of Americans did get at least one jab. But kudos to the 30% that didn't. That is significant. I won't diminish that. The question is, going forward, what are you going to do with this knowledge? Are you going to keep buying the products of Big Pharma? Are you going to realize, as I said, that having really good medical insurance, whether it be private, semi-private, or government-issued and sanctioned and mandated like a socialized single-payer system, single most dangerous thing you can have. In America, certainly, really good medical insurance. I'll explain that more later. But for now, let's go to Israel. Ilana Rachel Daniel joins us. And there's a great post, and she's got many of them, reports on chd.tv children's health defense.tv the jerusalem report it's called with alana rachel daniel and uh, she's been talking about the future of healthcare is here and it's digital the question is will you be required to participate in it if you're in israel is that true do you have an escape clause alana rachel welcome to the robert scott bell show thank you good to be here uh no actually um because what's so interesting about exactly what you're discussing and the whole idea of the future of healthcare being digital is that we're already we're already in that brave new world and particularly with israel um actually there's already a system that's been in place for 20 years that has been recording 
probably 98, 99% of all of Israelis' healthcare, uh, which which um, actually former Prime Minister Ehud Barak um, thought that that might be the reason that Pfizer chose us once again. So actually in understanding a lot of how Israel works, this sort of Israel goes first, we get first with the jab. So we're also going first here again with this entire digitization, this startup nation. Yeah, this is the wrong thing about being the chosen people. You don't want to be chosen by Pfizer. <laughs> right. You're chosen by God. And I think that, uh, you know, my disappointment, as I said, in the people of Israel of how quickly they've forgotten. And we were told never forget. And, yeah. and yet you said 20 years on, they've been working on this. Digitizing, numbering. Are, do we have enough in the history there? I've been to the museum, the Holocaust Museum. I, I've been there in Israel. I've been to many around the world. And I'm like, how do they not see the relationship? And we've had uh, you know, folks on talking about the run-up to what happened in Nazi Germany and how it parallels what we see today, although more technology and more you know, immediacy of, of information. That should be a reason we could see it faster. But apparently, of all the places on the planet, Israel. Right. Right. Well, I mean, that's 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 the question on everybody's mind. And there's sort of answers for it, but also they're not. It's you know, I think that in this. Well, we're at war. Right. I think that many of us understand that. And I think that when you address that, it's addressing it on the physical, but it's also addressing it on the spiritual level. And that's sort of um, something you have to kind of go back and forth in between. So certainly this is a country that's existed in a state of emergency since its recent inception. So, you know, when the government says time to get it together, that's what they do. You know, uh, that's the, the, the reliance on our government is different than many other countries because, because this is, this is the Island that we, yeah. that we, that we exist in, you know, but uh, yeah, well, to your point, Ilana, yeah. this is something that many in America don't understand living in, uh, a war-torn country, a country that was born in a, in a sense of, in a very recent history. My mother was was there at the time. She she's written a book about it. Her her uh, journey from Israel to America. It's called A Life of Many Colors, and she describes what was happening. In fact, she was the first uh, woman to walk in the Negev Desert after the war in high heels. Apparently, she was an El Al flight attendant in those times and years. So there's quite some history that I have in my family going back. And she also. Well, there's a lot of things I want to talk to you about being being there, but I know we want to talk about the artificial intelligence, the AI, the digitization of healthcare, and and again specifically where you are in Israel, how that became the almost the launching ground, the testing ground, the proving ground. I think partly we were enamored with technology and advancements in science and medicine. It's it's been a I think a, a wonderful thing on one level, but a but a very dangerous thing on another because we begin to worship the mind, worship technology. And I know with my Jewish heritage, we're very mental. You know, we love to argue about stuff and really into the science, but that can overwhelm our spiritual relationship to the divine. And, and that becomes a vulnerability that I see happening and happen. Now, I'm not saying everybody in Israel fall prey to it because we've interviewed some folks there that were standing up and saying, hey, there's something wrong about this. And my question to you is how have you journeyed through this to this point to come to some of the conclusions we're going to discuss with you today? Well, it's a process. Uh, um, thankfully, I beat to my own drum for a long time. Um, so I was in the alternative health, the vaccine safety awareness. Um, that was, I couldn't, that was a rabbit hole that kept on giving, you know, um, when you start digging into pharma, as as I see, you certainly seem to be on the same page. So I was there for, you know, a good 15 years. So when they decided to do this operation, I understood at least to the best of my ability in in 
2020, um, what we were facing with mRNA technology. And, uh, and I spoke out about it and I wrote articles about it and um, it was a, a process. And actually at the time, um, we even formed and politics was the probably you couldn't find anything that was more distasteful to me, but actually I was uh, joined what we had as a sort of apolitical political party, which was speaking exactly about the lockdowns and, and the lack of informed consent and exactly what we were facing. I mean, what was the whole point of knowing and spending years learning this, if not to apply it right exactly at that moment? So, so what started off as this battle for this injection, because you know it's not a vaccine, mRNA technology, doesn't have any of the components of what traditional vaccines really um, are. But so what started off with that sort of battle for, for something that was very familiar in informed consent and all of those and, and, and self-determination, bodily autonomy, um, really just, just kept growing. Because at some point, if you only focus on these injections, you're, you're doing a disservice. This becomes just simply a distraction. Um, because it's just a picture that keeps getting bigger and more complex. Um, one of the reasons that I recently did these shows that you saw the, the program on, on my own uh, program, which uh, is uh, the Jerusalem Report, as you mentioned, on Children's Health Defense, was because right now, uh, the 12th, until the 12th, until the 5th, 14th, the WHO is actually convening right now, starting from today, in Tel Aviv, to speak exactly about this. Oh um What's, what's the news is, is that for the first time ever in 2020, Israel signed a, a contract with the WHO to move forward the digitization because we were already several steps ahead, right? With this 20 year, this is called the OFEC platform with 20 years of digital health already there. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly what's happening. That's what they're over there in Tel Aviv working on and talking about right now. And that's what they're investing billions <laughs> into. Ilana Rachel, is anybody you know holding signs the Jewish people are being led to the, the gas chambers again, the slaughter? Is anybody protesting overtly there? Yes, yes. There's a whole crew over there right now, um, hanging around in the Hilton. If anybody's listening from Israel, you just go down the road. Uh, you can pop in the beach right afterwards. Um, and yeah, and that's exactly what because of course the whole idea of of recognizing that the Holocaust and these comparisons were so unique. This was the whole point of holding it um, as this never again. This was this is the time to recognize history. But of course, we haven't because of course, even the whole idea of Tower of Babel, well, we're doing this again, we're just doing it with all of us now. So we're not really good at learning from history. So we're still not good at it. But the hope of the underlying hope when you have a really truly dystopian well, we're, we're, we're already there. We kind of got past the commercials. We're, we're kind of like already a foot, maybe the yeah. second toe in, um, is that ultimately this includes us all. So it's got to end up good, you know, because. Yeah. Well, yeah. Alana, we're seeing this around the world. We, you know, we talk with people from Australia, New Zealand, uh, England, uh, Canada, uh, various Western European uh, nations, and uh, just the acceleration is seemingly faster, as you said, in Israel. Um, have you been in Israel your whole life? Did you come to America, live in America? Uh, did you emigrate? I mean, tell me a little bit about that backstory too. Yeah, I'm American also. I was grew up uh, grew up uh, just outside DC on the Virginia side, and I studied anthropology. So you know, lucky for me, I kind of had this um, 
kind of bigger picture, actually the question that I was always asking was, what can you say about all of humans? That was really what was interesting to me because when you start to learn and there's a million different ways to eat and to connect and to do all of these cultural sort of components. And I wanted to know, so what can we say about all of us? And actually what's so extraordinary is really at the beginning of lockdowns, when you're alone and isolated, you start to learn how deeply we need each other. And you start to answer some of those questions. And the truth is, is when some of the work that I did started going out because you know, everything was all, you know, the, the vaccine is fantastic. Everything is wonderful. It couldn't be better. And actually a, a voice clip I said to some an activist in Europe magically kind of went viral. And it was the first time that the world heard maybe things weren't as rosy as we thought. Um, and that actually, the, the, the feedback that I got back showed a connection that people from here to Sri Lanka, I mean, it was incredible. People are really were, were coming to the same conclusions and you really saw an other level potential of us really right. getting can, can we break the cycle it's been yeah. it's been going on so long it's you know we talk about thousands of years perhaps millennia before recorded history it's been a a struggle you know mankind's struggle to i believe it's a spiritual struggle ultimately to reconnect with the divine uh versus man's struggle and his arrogance to control creation to pretend yeah. to be god you know to let the ego run amok and I, and I see that in modern medicine and in technology, the lack of the spiritual consciousness has created a devastating and deadly reality where, you know, as I opened the story, the, the show with the story today, also from Children's Health Defense about something I've been covering for all 23 years. I've been on the air and longer as a homeopath that modern medicine's M.O. modus operandi is to throw toxic, dangerous products on the market, get the government to endorse them, approve them, even mandate them. And then if they injure or kill, you know, if you can be absolved of all liability, that's even better, which they learned to do with the vaccines. But if not, hey, we'll throw a few million here, a few million there, shore up the budgets of the regulators. They'll be happy and we won't get in trouble in reality and we'll make billions. So what's a few million among friends? And yeah. that is something that has been going on for so long, yet so few people even today realize it and they actually believe even though they should know better and in many cases they do when big pharma comes in like the you know the shiny white horse to rescue you with their syringes filled with who knows what you go oh yes please thank you and you roll up your sleeve the majority did even in america 70 percent apparently i don't know if it was 80 or 90 percent you tell me what you know in israel as far as compliance well i don't have any exact you know you can't you can't believe anything. And that applies. I mean, they claim sure. that, again, you got this country is about yay big yeah. and there's 9 million of us and they claim uh, 18 million doses were given. Um, it's debatable, right? Um, we certainly saw absolutely in the first couple months, that was when everyone went running and literally running. There was horrifying videos um, uh, to really watch what that was happening. People dancing around. Uh, it was so crazy it was really golden calf you know everybody kind of dancing around the the shipment of of vaccines that had arrived mm -hmm. but um you know the 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 truth is, is the story is really combined also with this green past this medical apartheid it really you're talking about a nation that's really kind of had to work together in in to get on and the division it's still you're talking about a rot from within that we still have not recovered from um and what's coming out, I don't know if you happen to have seen, but recently, of course, there was a, a tremendous leak from the Ministry of Health uh, internal Zoom meeting 
that um, it's, it's a bit of a longer story, but there was no, we already know those people who have known about vaccine safety knows that already the VAERS system is maybe 1%, 10% at best actually used. And, and this is supposedly the best sort of standard we have. Now, Israel didn't even have any reporting system for the entire first year of injections. That Let that sink in. Pfizer didn't have it. The Ministry of Health didn't have it. There was no side effect reporting system for the whole first year. Um, there's a lot of details, but to sort of keep it short, basically at some point, voila, they had the idea to actually do a check, which ended up being just one of our four HMOs. And uh, so you had maybe about 15%. And, and the, of course, even with that 15% um, of data that they came up with, it was explosive. It showed category after category that wasn't anywhere in the Pfizer leaflets or came out during their own clinical trials. And what was happening in these leaked videos, and I encourage everybody to go and, and you can find that in a lot of places right now, what's what's being discussed. Um, I spoke about it also with Dr. Yafa Shiraz, who, who was the first to break this news. And they, they knew it. Actually, you had the man who headed this study telling the Ministry of Health, you're going to want it, speaking about liability, you're going to want to think about how you let the public know about this um, because you're facing incredible lawsuit as a result of the damage that's been done. Yeah. 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 The, the, this, you know, I'm not picking on the state of Israel. This is the feature you're there and it is a party central in a sense to what is a microcosm of a macrocosm of the attempts to do this and duplicate it everywhere. But the testing ground, the proving ground, just like we've said, you know, in America, a lot of times, if, if California does it, you'll see it roll to the rest of the country. And that's a very sad thing because in terms of uh, energy production and things, they've mandated the use of uh, apparently electric cars by the year 2035. And a bunch of states had signed on. If they ever did that, they have to do it too, which is just stupid, uh, especially since they don't have a grid to support electric cars. But that's a, a sidestep, but just uh, just also is illustrative of our lack of intelligence and forethought when we go to even things that sound good on paper and then we don't listen to dissent within the scientific intelligence that exists, whether it's official or unofficial, to say, all right, what are the repercussions of decisions that we're making? What are the repercussions of mandating mRNA injections and digitizing services of all kinds via you know, healthcare delivery systems? What happens if, as you point out, maybe 1% of all vaccine adverse event reporting is actually reported? 1%, maybe 1%. And we realize that the devastation and the dying that has happened is superseding the 2020 year when they said we had the big pandemic. Now, only after all the vaccines or so-called vaccines and boosters are out. And there are many people sounding the alarm. But as you know, in the mainstream press, the legacy media, they're being shouted down. They're being suppressed. They're being called names or somehow deplatformed and censored. And that censorship is now the uh, main tool by which they maintain a stranglehold on the consciousness of those who have not, not yet considered the things we're discussing here. Is that also happening in the Israeli press censorship? They're not covering the dissent that exists within Israel. Well, I would say it's even it's even more extreme here uh, because, you know, this is the only country you get your news in Hebrew. And actually, the truth of the matter is most Israelis from American TV do speak a high level of English, but this is where it comes in. So when they block it, it's completely blocked. I could give you so many examples, but the truth is, is this my own personal story of how I'm sitting here with you today is exactly because when I was part of that political party, 
um, the Ministry of Health came after the head of the uh, party's medical license. And um, what happened was all the news said, hey, you know, let's interview you. And then by 11 at night, they just ghosted him. No, everything. And I realized that there was they were going to block out all the information. And that's why I realized, wait a second, you know, I'm not from here. Also, I can I can circumvent that. And that's exactly what happened. And to this day, also with this leak, that this recent leak, I have been censored. It's so unbelievably frustrating for the past two years. But with this, it's absolute um, solid wall. And it's amazing to see people think even still Telegram is safe, you know, um, and, and, and there's no place that they don't have reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's absolutely extreme as far as the censorship go, specifically uh, around a topic they don't want out. Yeah. So one of the things we've seen strategically during the pandemic scamdemic is how do we divide people? How do we keep them isolated? How do we keep them away from one another? You talk about that from an anthropological perspective as well. And in that way, you're controllable, you're malleable, because the only message you're getting is from a centralized, you know, big giant head that tells you to be afraid, be very afraid. And then when you start coming together, you realize there are people around you that are not afraid, but they didn't know they were all alone. They thought they were the only one. Now they know they're not alone. And so how about that connection on a human level in Israel? Are people coming together, talking to one another, and seeing through all of the censorship and such, and maybe building momentum for a correction here? Or is it just going to be an underground movement uh, that just has to hide from the government and the media because of the threats and assaults on those people going forward? It's hard to say. Um Obviously, there's been improvement, certainly as they went ahead, even this information that I was telling you about this explosive sort of leakage, you understand that this came out, I think it was in June, that was before not only they authorized the booster for the five to 11 year olds, and they went on to go ahead and authorize from the six month old babies. Mm -hmm. So, and of course, it was a complete failure. I think they had some 376 people apply for a, you know, set an appointment to go and take those injections for their babies. And, you know, God willing, they didn't make it there. But um, but uh, so certainly at some point, some sense of, <laughs> I don't know, uh, logic or whatever you want to call it, sense and reason, you know, came back to, to people. Um, and certainly so people are much more willing because you can only do this for so long. Uh, and, and so, yes, there is more and more. The, the conversation is easier to have, whereas the divides were massive. Mm-hmm. Um, people aren't so scared. You know, I mean, it was it was. Full on with the mass, you know, we were one of the few countries to have indoor mass uh, out, also outdoor mass mandates. Actually, you know, we had 100 meter tethered to our houses in the first lockdown. So it went from extreme of extreme into sort of a trickle down. And the truth is that went from. Netanyahu being PM to Bennett, who was kind of did the incitement thing. Uh, yeah, it didn't really- matter whether they were from considered the right or the left politically. They all played along, didn't they? Everyone. Well, that was exactly the whole point of 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 this party was no one was talking about the elephant in the room, left or right or this. And even in this in this election right now, because we're going for the fifth election in three years in November, number five. Okay, and uh, no one's still talking about. There's a whole party who's got all you know. It's about women's rights. Where they were the first country to inject pregnant women. You have to understand Pfizer hadn't even done clinical trials, Mm -hmm. clinical trials when we were injecting pregnant women here. So where were the rights then? (laughs) 
Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's yeah. funny and not funny at the same time. But again, there are great people around the planet and here in America trying to wake folks up to the best of our ability by teaching history. One of those groups is the 10th Amendment Center here in the United States. My good buddy, Michael Bolden, I was just uh, tweeting out about the show and I happened to see right in my feed from the 10th Amendment Center. I, I, I don't know if it's a coincidence, but it said never forget was the message. And here's the image. Super Don put it up there from Samuel Adams. Let us remember that if we suffer tamely a lawless attack upon our liberty, we encourage it and involve others in our doom. I mean, this is prescient in Israel. It's prescient in America, anywhere and everywhere. If we suffer tamely a lawless attack upon our liberty, if we go quietly into the night, as the Jews unfortunately did in the Holocaust, they were disarmed. The people thought, oh, it's not that bad. It's not really happening before our eyes. And yet we are seeing it. We are being warned. Vera Sharab, a Holocaust survivor, spoke in Germany at the Nuremberg anniversary, 75th anniversary of the Nuremberg trials, and said, hey, this is the pattern. This is the road we're going down. And too many of us are suffering tamely these lawless attacks upon our liberty, as Samuel Adams said. So shout out to the 10th Amendment Center and Michael Bolden for uh, putting great, great little insights in. And these are like memes from history before there were memes, actual quotes that could go, you know what? There's a lot of solid uh, uh, foundations for those statements, and we should like put them upon our hearts and put them to, t to work right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think the entire point is, well, well, this is, you know, like people say, this is the great awakening. But this is we 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 outsourced our responsibility. It was always going to go sour. And that's what's happened. And and the truth of the matter is, is whether you have a, a platform to speak from or you're just resisting the mass mandate, every single person has a part. And it's this is about taking responsibility for the world that we live in, because clearly we don't have any leaders to do that for us. You know, I mean, that's that's really the, the point, isn't it? Well, yeah, if we're looking for leaders or political saviors, we are looking outside of ourselves. And, um, you know, you're the you're the soul you've been looking for. You are it. I am it. And and that and that combination that turns into a we uh, is, uh, you know, I, I don't mean it in a collective sense, but it's a group of what individuals deciding that this is how we want to live our lives. And we're not trying to harm others. We're trying to protect ourselves and others from being harmed. But fundamentally, even if we disagree about a lot of things, freedom of choice, the freedom to choose, I think that's a fundamental place where we used to have an agreement for most people to come together and go, oh, you know what? It's in our best interest to at least respect each other's freedom to choose and to not use the power and force of government to force others to do what I want them to do or to not have the choices they want to make in their lives. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's pretty short-sighted to not imagine that going, you know, that, that just stretching to something, eventually they're going to find something that you don't want to do and it's going to be mandated. I mean, that's just, it's just, I, it, it's really, it's extraordinary that the, everybody kind of lost their minds. I mean, they, they kind of did. It's been shocking, you know, but at the same time, you also find people who are so thinking exactly what you're thinking, you know, 10,000 miles away. So it's, it's this constant, back and forth between the light and the dark because this, this is you said earlier and i think that's really important uh, to understand is that where they they whatever your favorite pet name for them is you know the powers that be yeah. you know they attack all sources of regeneration fertility 
food, plants. This is this this is anywhere. It's exactly what you said. I couldn't agree more. It's 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 a war on God. They are trying to dethrone God. They want the code of life, and that is where the battle is taking place. And I I've said you know, and I think it's really crucial to understand because people say, well, if you want to know who's behind it, you follow the money. Okay, certainly. But I say, if you want to know where this agenda is going, you follow the children. Mm-hmm. You know, this this we may be playing out the battle with them right now. But the metaverse, this food-like product that is a slow poison, all of this, all of that, you know, all of the crazy stuff that's happening with the sexualization of children, all of this stuff that we're seeing, this is intended for them, you know? And 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 that's exactly, this is, a, we're really pushed to the wall to, to define what's what's really important what's what is like i said this question that i asked what are humans what makes us what do we all share we're finding those answers i mean mm-hmm. it's not anything less than that when we say it's a war on god or war on creation how does that manifest scientifically well how about injections to alter your own deoxyribonucleic acid and protein synthesis dna essentially reprogram that which was created by a creator not not man but God, and at that point, you say, how are people of faith from all backgrounds, races, religions, and beliefs falling for that one? And this is where I say they begin to worship a false God. And I call out my fe- fellow Jewish brethren for my history to say, you guys have gone off the rails here. The mind is not to worship. It's a tool. It's a wonderful tool. And great. Argue all you want. It's fun. Sure. But if you worship that mind and you worship doctors and scientists who are altering your very genetic code through synthesizing it through the arrogance of man, I don't, I don't think it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a very easy argument to refute, even though I know some would try that this is a war on your very spiritual essence. Yeah. I mean, 100% because we we've got no islands left. There's no more protection that, you know, it's like that. I always think of that scene in uh, Alice in Wonderland, you know, she's walking, she's alone on the path and that dog comes and sweeps and she's got nothing left, but that square that's Mm. it's that square is God. (laughs) There is nothing left. And that's where, I mean, that's, that's the ultimate answer. I mean, we're going through, we still have to go through the motions. We still have to go through this zombie apocalypse, you know, whatever you want to call it to get the other side. We know that God wins. We know that these, um, this, where this wherever they're corralling us into is not we're not going to get fully there but we really need to engage with it because let's not get let it get too much darker now let me ask you questions also on the ground in israel Uh, going back to my mom's history you know as a young girl in what was then palestine before independence and the war and all of that she said yeah we 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 hung out in the shook in the markets at the coffee shops with jews and christians and arabs and we would drink coffee together we would trade together and we would laugh together tell stories together and it wasn't until the globalists came in and mucked it all up told us we must hate and kill one another uh that the question is are we coming around to a full circle scenario where there are people from all faiths and backgrounds even in israel saying what's going on right now it's going to harm all of us or are the Arabs looking at this and going, hey, the Jews are killing themselves. Let's just let them do it because they're seeing through it and they're not getting the jabs. Even though I've heard people that are all pro-Palestinian, pro-Arab saying, how dare the Israeli government not give the shots to the Arabs? And I'm thinking the Arabs and Palestinians will be like, leave us out of this, right? Yeah. We're watching them. And I ask it in all sincerity, what is happening on the ground, if anything, that you could share about that? Well, you know, that is, of course, the, ultimate hope is that we will find the, the 
the whole what we're discussing is about finally pulling back the curtain and understanding divide and conquer. There's there's nothing. This is none of this is new. Right. This is us realizing, wait a second, all of this is manufactured. We saw the pivot from covid to Ukraine. And, you know, this is this is this is the wool from our from our eyes. So it's uh, it's quite obvious, I think, to many of us understanding that how much of the, you know, hatred has been manufactured. Um, it is true that in general, um, a lot of the Palestinian community uh, did not have also like a lot of the ultra Orthodox, although it would depend on the, on exactly the, the placement, um, didn't have a lot of jab, uh, didn't, didn't, have a lot of uptake for that. However, a lot of the Israeli Arabs that live here, there was huge, because you have to know a lot of the reality on the ground is nothing like the news. And almost all, there's a, a huge amount of Israeli Arabs in the hospitals that are doctors, that are pharmacists, and they all took the jab, of course. They all are as justice for the medicine as anything. But um, but the truth of the matter is, is that I feel things are are heating up a lot because that's they're revving it up again. And actually, there was a moment, I mm-hmm. can't remember what it was, maybe a year ago, and it was just at the height. And it was one day where things started to get sort of hot in, in Gaza, and all of a sudden, a missile fell in Jerusalem. And that was so unusual. It was also right before some sort of election. There was, some, there was something happening politically, and it was so clear to me. It was so clear to me, suddenly, what I thought we had to run and for our lives, it was just so clear how manufactured it was. And that was what really the beginning. And I can only hope there are people speaking out. But again, I've also spoke with, with several other people from the Arab community, and they also feel like this isn't their battle, you know? So yeah, it remains well, complicated. <laughs> well, I, yeah. like I said, if, if you perceive... Yeah that Israel is your enemy, you get out of the way and say, y'all keep taking those shots. Y'all keep doing your thing with Pfizer. And and again, this is not me saying that's what I want. That's not at all. I'm just saying that the reality is ultimately, though, for those that are watching it as, as bystanders, encouraging it to happen because you don't like the people who are receiving it, they're coming for you next. Don't think that you're like, oh, yeah, we let you out because you're never going to. No, this is about the us versus them. That idea that we're all in that in this together, not in a, again, on a communistic perspective where they use that against us to make us comply. But indeed, when we step outside of their, uh, let's say their edicts, their mandates, their rules their prohibitions, suddenly we become the enemy and they don't care if you're Jewish, Christian, Muslim, Arab, whatever. At that point, you're the enemy of their agenda, which is one world government, which is population reduction, which is control of fertility, which is artificial intelligence, which is uh, also, um, what do they call the artificial intelligence manifested in terms of putting a human consciousness in a computer stick and pretending that you're something else, right? That, that uh, uh, are, it, what is the word here? Eugenic, no, not eugenics, eugenics in reality, but I'm losing the word. See, this is where I said to Super Don today, there'll be certain <laughs> things, I'll either slur my speech or I won't be able to find, transhumanism is the word I'm looking for. Yes, that please. idea that we are, all just consciousness of technology again completely devoid of our spiritual essence and that's why anybody of any faith or even no faith should be should be alarmed by what's happening because they will conquer one group and you'll go hey great it's not me just like as you watch certain people marched into the you know the death camps and you're like oh it's not me until it is you and there's no one left to speak up for you and that's the point of not being silent not being quiet and not complying 
and not going willingly. Let them know with all of your heart and soul and mind that you will resist to the end and that they will not succeed. Let them know there's a price, there's a cost, because if they believe that there is none, that they are removed from their li- li- any liability, like we talked about Big Pharma, they will be willing to do great evil. Even if at one time in their life they, ne- they were perfectly nice people, they've lost their ability to, co- to govern the behavior that would keep us within the realm of good, if you will, or supporting life or even being loving to plants, animals, humans, all of it. Uh, and that is, uh, we become devoid of that when we become more machine-like in that way. Yeah. Well, I think, I think also it's really, well, the us and them is not, you know, all, all those binaries that they tell us. It's kind of us and the, and the government. And I think what's really crucial, because I, I definitely spend a lot of time criticizing, it's okay it's okay to criticize the Israeli government. I do it every day. It's okay to criticize the Australian government, the Austrian government, and the American government. What becomes a problem is this whole sort of lump sum. And that's sort of when you come to Jewish faith, people kind of mix up Jews and Israelis, and, 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 and there's a difference. You know, we are a subject to the um, atrocities of our government in some ways, very, very uniquely in our, in our own way. And I think it's crucial always to, to, this is the opportunity, you know, I'm ready to roast marshmallows. It's true. You know, let's kumbaya, you know, let's get it all together. But the truth is, is it it is complex, but I think that if we just um, recognize this, the truth is it's about, it's about a new choreography, you know, it's about staying in the conversation. If you stay in the conversation, eventually you'll get there. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that that's, that's, ultimately kind of kind of the answer we're not going to just figure it all out tomorrow but we do have opportunity we have opportunities that we have never had and that's because because we have to build something different we we've got to it's just even when you talk about israel and 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 palestine this of things you you really need a, a completely new language than what they've been given they have handed us the language for all of it and it's it, it all needs you know, to go. Yeah, to yeah. your point, by dismissing anybody who criticizes the government of Israel as an anti-Semite or a Jew hater, right? That's that's not reality. Certainly, there may be people like that, but that's the point is it, it makes the conversation impossible. And that is the way those that like to own and control us like it. Because if there's no conversation, there's no movement forward in, in recognizing patterns that have emerged throughout history that are present today. Maybe we could break the cycle if we could just talk about it without yeah. shutting each other down. Uh, and... Uh, I appreciate again you right there in Israel talking about this and and I guess is the best way for people to stay plugged in through chd.tv to keep your Jerusalem reports going see what's going on there. Yeah, and I have a Telegram channel if you can find it they okay. they helpfully remove subscribers re- regularly but it's called the common denominator with a lot of Rachel Daniel it's actually in the vein of what I described which is looking for what what is the common denominator for us all. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. And we have it again, linked up at uh, childrenshealthdefense.org, but in Ro- in the notes today, robertscottbell.com. And the archives will go out as podcasts for the many of you listening much later. Uh, I, f- I think you'll find this conversation very worthwhile to have, not only by listening to it, by taking some of the things you've heard today and talking about it with others and coming together and having these discussions. And, and Alana, Rachel, I appreciate all that you're doing there. And I'm glad we could connect. And I know it's very late there. What time is it right now there? 
it's almost 11. I'm about to turn into a pumpkin. So yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I, that's partly why I couldn't find words and slurred speech because I was up way too late last night flying back uh, from the service out in Florida. So I'm glad you could stay up with us late tonight and another good resource there uh, in is what some refer to as the Holy Land. But again, even as we refer to it in that way, the same problems of humanity exist there as do everywhere else. They're often magnified there, of course. Uh, but I appreciate you sharing and, and being willing to speak up. And if there are any other updates you want to do on this show or have some other people we should interview uh, uh, that have insights into this, I'm keenly interested as a uh, you know, follower of that region. Uh, I've had family there as well, but just how it impacts the entire world. It's important to us here. There's a lot of good people I can uh, send your way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Alana, Rachel, Daniel, thank you. And thank you to your husband for uh, keeping the lights on there today as well. So you could uh, be on the show with us and feel free to share the show with all your friends that have been censored out of knowing what we're doing here. Maybe it'll sneak back in and we won't be banned in Israel. Good luck. And, and uh, you're welcome to come back and visit. The falafel's still good. So. Uh, yeah, now you're making me hungry. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, Alana, Rachel, thank you for being here today. I appreciate that very much. And uh, again, insight, insight. Yeah, we got it coming from all over the world. And it's lovely to see people who are bright lights uh, wherever they are. And in this particular case, uh, you have access to, to her show on chd.tv linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Uh, I want to say thanks as well to our friends at Orange Guard. Talk about making the world a better place. Tor McPartland by developing this deliminine-based pesticide that you could drink, not that you'd want to. I did it on the air just to show you how safe it was. Orange Guard. It's made from orange citrus. In fact, I remember years ago, an Israeli doctor, scientist, uh, Dr. Isaac Elias, who has been on the show. It's been a long time. He developed uh, the MCP, worked with modified citrus pectin. He has a, a dream as a young Israeli that he would grow up and cure cancer and that it would come from the citrus peel, the orange peel. And interesting, a lot of citrus there in Israel. But the, if you take the delimining from the citrus peel, it's uh, an anti-cancer agent too. It's a cleaning agent, but it's also a natural pesticide that can keep the little bugaboos out of your, your food and your water, your plant, whatever, safely orangeguard.com it'll take care of the ants the fire ants the roaches the aphids different things and uh if you haven't already done so go to orangeguard.com orangeguard.com or you could go uh let me see if i could show you the image here here it is orangeguard.com natural and powerful pest control uh if you can do that you can go to a local ace hardware store or go to your local whole foods and pick that up and and you know your dollars are your vote you don't have to buy roundup and you can tell those places that carry it say i'm never buying that but i'll buy this thank you for having that in there and let's see if this is me. Yeah, this is me in my greenhouse with the orange guard. And if you haven't already done so, send in some pictures. When you get your orange guard, send it into Super Don by sending an email, askrsb at gmail.com, like some of our awesomest listeners and viewers and friends and patrons. In fact, one of you was smart and sprayed it in your mouth. That's so cute. Don't do that. It tastes horrible, but it's not going to kill you. I did it. But thank you for doing that, sharing us your orange guard experience and uh, really, you're doing your part to improve the environment by the choices that you are making. So uh, thank you all for that. Also, uh, updates. Uh, gosh, there's so many upcoming events. I don't even know. I haven't talked to Super Don about it. Maybe we'll get to that in the second hour with John Hewlett. Uh, but there are some great upcoming events that I'd love for you to be a part of, including the Health Freedom Expo. That's the October 15th and 16th event, middle of October in Chicago, Tinley Park Convention Center, and all the wonderful classes that you can take from around the world through trinity school of natural health trinityschool.org also nutritional frontiers 
has been amazing at bringing out innovative new products and supplements to empower you to regain health in ways that like I talk about all the time, including their certified organic U.S. grown CBD. That product here, these various forms of these products, and they're available as well uh, through robertscottbell.com or cbdnf.com. And then you can get a 15% discount with the code RSB15 when you sign up to become a customer. And anything and everything Nutritional Frontiers makes available to you, you can get as part of the Robert Scott Bell Show family at a discount, 15% off. So we're gonna, we're about to be joined by our friends at Brideon.tv in about five seconds. Counting down, three, two, one. And here we go. Welcome, everybody. Joining us on Brideon.tv. The Robert Scott Bell Show is on. Two hours a day, six days a week over at robertscottbell.com. And if you slash listen, that's where the chat room is. You can join us right now on Roku as well, but you can also be on your phone or computer and chatting away with many of our friends and family. This hour, we've got a lot of cool stuff to cover, particularly with our good friend, John Hewlett. If you haven't learned about the importance of developing and producing endogenously nitric oxide and what can facilitate that from an external source, maintain that good nitric oxide by redu and also reduce the danger that would of a rise of something called peroxynitrite. We'll talk about that and some other advancements in understanding. And genuinely, the health, freedom, and healing liberty that we are all about here is moving around the country, moving around the planet. There are events I want to let you know about. So get ready, take notes, or check it out at robertscottbell.com. Text RSB to 22828 and be part of the daily newsletter as well. And we'll be back to get this healing party started once again. Robert Scott, Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, back at it. Welcome once again. Uh, we will talk about health and healing like uh, nowhere else in broadcast media. And I've been doing this my 23rd year in broadcast media in 1999. Turned on the microphone. Then it was jumpstart your health. And uh, some years later, it got syndicated as the Robert Scott Bell Show. We still have one toe in radio on Sundays. And then the rest of the time online and in podcast form, wherever you are and however you're listening. Grateful that you're here with us. And now or later. And we've got events coming up out in the world that I want you to know about. Maybe you didn't know, or maybe you know somebody's in the area. If you can't get there, you'll want to be there. And so stand by for that. I'll, I want to check in with Super Don. This hour, we'll be joined by my good friend, John Hewlett, the miracle man. I sometimes call him with the cardio miracle, this, uh, this formula that's facilitating such incredible recoveries, uh, whether they be cardiovascular, energy-related, uh, so many different things. We'll talk about that. We rely on the vascular system all the way down to the microcapillary beds to feed the energy, the oxygen, all of the things that are necessary for in the entire body to function. And if there's corruption in any aspect or any area from the larger areas to the smaller, uh, health is not going to be optimal. We'll adapt, but then we might be suddenly taken out of life. And we're hearing about far too many people being damaged in a vascular sense in the era of experimental injections of all kinds of strange varieties. So we'll see what we can do to reverse that to the best of our ability. Uh, Super Don, upcoming events. I see John's there. We'll go to him in just a moment, but I want to check in with you on the upcoming events page. We've got some updates, perhaps since I was out of town over the weekend. I don't know what's going on. You got to fill me in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's changed since you left, no. We just oh. we included the, the one new event uh, that's happening 
in Pennsylvania, or yeah, Pennsylvania, Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's right. We should let everybody yes, know. But the the most the most uh, the the first thing that's coming up mm-hmm. is going to be the uh, U.S. Health Freedom Congress. That's right. This is the thirteenth one. It's St. Paul, Minnesota. It's basically outside the Minneapolis St. Paul Airport at a hotel there. The twenty third and twenty fourth. I'll be heading up to that with uh, many of our friends. Maybe some of you will be there as well. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that. And I, and I think maybe uh, there, everybody will get some Cardio Miracle to drink. I know that I'll be bringing uh, the Synergy Science Echo Water Machine. So I'll be able to make sure everybody can drink hydrogen water, the Echo Water, uh, when we're there as well. Our friends at Sovereign Silver and Sovereign Copper are donating uh, some Sovereign Copper for everybody in attendance. There will be gift bags if you get in the first 100. Uh, we'll get some Sovereign Copper as well. And so there's a lot of other things that are just nice that I love and appreciate those that support uh, this message of health, freedom and healing liberty and and the Congress itself, which has been going on for a long time. Diane Miller, who we've had on the show many times over the years, one of my health freedom heroes way back in the day when Governor Jesse Ventura was governor. Not he, he wasn't the body. He was the governor. <laughs> and he, I ain't he, got time to bleed. That's right. You remember right. that, Super Don. And he signed in to uh, Minnesota law, the first state level uh, safe harbor provision that allowed all kinds of healers to heal without automatically being relegated to the uh, uh, the prison cells for practicing medicine without a license. And now at least 10 other states have uh, joined in and maybe more to come. Um, and th- th- that's part of the thing that uh, the honoring of different state level groups that are doing great work. And there will be some of that as well. Uh, let me see if I can go to the page and see who's supporting it. I like to always like to say thank you to those that support this message. Is there a support page? Sponsors. Yeah, I'm going to click on the sponsors page. And uh, I love just saying thank you to those folks that do support True Hope, Leaders in Brain Health supporting it, Sunshine Health Freedom Foundation. Marjorie Roswell uh, is a film sponsor, lunch sponsor, Trinity School of Natural Health. Of course, Julie Whitman-Klein and the gang. Uh, Mercola, the Solari Report by Catherine Austin Fitz. The National Vaccine Information Center. Uh, Karen Moriarty, D.C. Uh, Phil with his Far Infrared Relaxed Saunas. California Health Coalition Advocacy, Natural Awakenings, uh, The Edge, Children's Health Defense, Organic Consumers Association, Focus for Health Foundation, MaskOffMinnesota.org, Wise Traditions from the Weston A. Price Foundation. We got Cardio Miracle, a sporting sponsor as well. Uh, Coaches for Health Freedom, Larry Haynes, DDS, uh, Health Rights, Massachusetts, Science and Art of Herbalism. There's more all the time. This is great news. Y'all are supporting it. I love that. Uh, KSHF, that's in Kansas, Physicians and Patients, Reclaiming Medicine, Health Choice Vermont, uh, Washington Homeopathics, Life Extension, Mountain Rose Herbs, Healing Spirits Herb Farm, Tony O'Donnell. Um, again, thank you, Focus for Health and William L. Rand Company as well. So, again, I, I just wanted to take a moment to say it really means a lot to me that you would do that and that you would come join us there. So if you haven't considered it, join me on the 23rd, 24th, Minneapolis-St. Paul, and we've got the link to healthfreedomcongress.org check it out uh back to the other upcoming events after that the wellness parenting revolution health and freedom summit and expo orlando florida 7th and 9th in fact i'll be in orlando area all week long from the 4th through the 9th and i've got a couple of events to share with you in addition to that which is on uh this page but this is happening at the hyatt regency orlando florida and that's the 7th 6th through the 9th technically because there's going to be a uh, nurse freedom network with uh, kimberly overton on the 6th then we have the uh, Western Pennsylvania Health and Freedom Fair, October 22nd. That's a Saturday event, and I'll be speaking there. I'll be uh, lecturing on both silver and copper and also health freedom. 
And then, as I said, we got the Health Freedom Expo as well. That's actually before it, Super Don. You need to get that in order, my my brother. It comes before it, so I don't want people to miss it. Uh, and now, on October 4th and 5th, I will be speaking at the Chamberlains. They have a number of, of stores, I believe, in the Orlando metro area. Chamberlains in Lake Mary on the 4th of October. I believe that's a Tuesday. And the Chamberlains on, on uh, is it West Colonial? Closer to Orlando, Altamont. I don't know if it's Altamont. I don't think so, but it's the West Colonial store and that's Chamberlain's. That'll be on the 5th of October. So two public events, 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time in Orlando. And I know we have listeners in Central Florida. I would love to see you out at either of those events and the weekend event coming up beyond that. So thank you for indulging me. I haven't mentioned that in a while since I've been traveling and I want folks on, you know, watching on brideon.tv to know if you are in those areas any of those areas or can get to them. Or if you have friends or family, people that you care about, love say, Hey, guess what? Robert Scott Bell is going to be here. Go check it out. Then please do share because we don't have PR agencies. We certainly don't have big pharma money to spread the word. So we rely on you to do that. So thank you again for helping us do that. Uh, Super Don, any other announcements uh, before we go into our beloved friend, John Hewlett and talk nitric oxide and more? You're muted, unless I. John Hugh, who, who, John, John? I, I, you know, it sounds familiar. I, I, th I think I've heard that name. Why before. are you giving it's him crap? Well, he's not even on the air it's yet. It's because we him. haven't seen him in so long, and we've missed him so much. That's why, and we love him so That's much. Why. That's why you can give him that kind of crap, and it, he right. might even understand it. Yeah, he will. John Hewlett, welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show. What? Oh no, we can't hear him. It's a delay. There we go. You great. You great patriots. Can you hear me okay? It's delayed. Now, tilt your camera down so it's not up above you so much so we can see you. Yes, we have been missing John Hewlett. We had attempted to get him on for our last webinar, and it didn't work out for whatever reason. Uh, we still had a great webinar. You all enjoyed that, too. But uh, John is the founder of Cardio Miracle, the developer of the, of the formula that is indeed a, a, a genuine miracle. And while all that it's brought into so many people's lives, including mine, we'll talk a little bit more about that and Super Don's life as well. And we'll see if uh, we can get uh, John not too far off the audio video connection there, wherever he is. John, let's try it again. Can you hear me okay now? I hope. It's out of sync with your video, but I can hear you. Oh my gosh. How did that happen? I'm, I'm disappointed. So, it's a little out of sync with my huh. we're, we're just going to go with it, John, if you don't mind. Don't worry about I'm it. And, and just so as long as we can hear you, there's a little delay. But it's been so long since we had you on the program that I, I don't want to miss this opportunity. I know right now you're engaged in bringing people together to share their stories of what has happened to them. Right when they began to use the cardio miracle product, I can't wait to meet some more of the people and hear more of the messages because they are so profound. Again, we have them in our own family and our friends and our watchers and listeners to this show as well. We're, we've had an amazing day where we brought in a world-class uh, filmmaker to make sure it would be of the highest quality. Of course, we're, we're always having to mute what we really, which is the truth uh, because of the regulatory bodies that are infringes but uh robert boy what a what a schedule you've got what a contribution over the next 60 days as a freedom fighter and we're actually a platinum sponsor in our so we're we're going to be down there in a 
major way for that uh, week long. Uh, I'll be speaking, so we're uh, we're excited about that opportunity to people there, and and we also have. I mean, we're sponsoring like five or six events to end up in Spokane uh, this next weekend. So we're just we're just low. We cannot invest enough. Yeah. In getting the word out on that there's solution to prevent uh, bio weapons to prevent the point uh, to recover if, if you were one to choose to go with the recommended therapies our, our thing is at this point that we think hope is, is cardio miracle yeah i agree john we're, we're getting now so many dropouts that i'm going to ask you to uh, disconnect reconnect with some other computer or or phone or something so we can get you in i don't want to lose your words okay. it's too valuable to me that we hear you completely. And so uh, we'll have you reconnect okay. in a moment and I'll continue on with the show at the moment. So thanks, John. All right. That's uh, John Hewlett's Cardio Miracle. Uh, this is the kind of unpredictability. We tested it. It was working. And once again, we go live. This happens. My sincere apologies to everybody for that. But I will say, if you don't remember some of the stories I've told, uh, my gym exploits, that's G-Y-M. I think that used to be short for gymnasium. But when you go to the gym, you go to work out, right? And I do a lot of the kickboxing workouts, the nine rounds and things. And, you know, I was on my way back to fitness. And then I began to, to research more about the Cardio Miracle formulation. I began to incorporate it, integrate it. And it took my training up to levels that were stratospheric from where I was to where I'm regularly out doing. Uh, uh, pacing those in their twenties and thirties and my, I'm in my mid fifties having overcome 24 years of chronic diseases before that from zero to 24. So I am thrilled about the things I can do because of cardio miracle. And I know super Don's happy about, uh, his absence of migraines. He's got migraine deficiencies. It's like, he's not complaining because he used to have them regularly and now it's very rare. And that's been a big part of the basket. Yeah, I don't miss them for you. No, you don't miss me. I don't, I don't miss them at all. You like migraine deficiency. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. If I'm gonna have a deficiency. That's a good one. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure everybody's heard the story, but yeah. I mean, long story short, I had chronic migraines at least once a week, and I've had like three or four in the last three years yeah. <laughs> since I started taking Cardio Miracle. You yeah. know, it's one of those things. I try and be very like objective and 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 thorough in my opinions on things because it's very you know look consequences or uh, coincidences happen mm -hmm. they do sure you know i mean it's normal right you know um but for me it was just like you know i mean three years that's a long-term trial there yeah. you know i mean we could feel right. pretty confident in the fact that you know it it it, it worked considering the fact that i had a history you know for a long time before that mm -hmm. uh and it sucked yeah, no, it, was, it, it did. Was, it knocked me out. I missed shows as, and of, as a result of that thing. And of course, you refused to do coffee enemas, like I said. So, cardio miracle to the rescue, yeah, John Hewlett. Yeah, you should be, yeah. you should be thanking him forever, right? That's for that. right. That's now, right. <laughs> now, why, why would it, why would it help you? Is the question. And I, and I, we know that a lot of so-called headaches and migraines are related to the vasculature. Yes, they're related to the liver, but the liver is related to vasculature. If you're not feeding the liver all it needs, and it needs a lot to function. Then there's congestion there, and then you have circulating things that are not getting fully out. We have also learned of the formulation facilitating what's known as autophagy or autophagy, and that is part of the detox 
pathway, cellular debris, things that you no longer need being taken out and ushered out of the body. Uh, we've seen enhancement in, in lymphatic drainage, movement of the lymph as well, and so many other things. Or And or, let me say this, the activation of stored vitamin D. And I have not been a, a, a big fan of everybody taking as much D as they can. There could be problems there. And I thought, you know, especially with sun exposure, a lot of you can and do have enough. And you could use a little more. But if you're not using what you have, that's a problem too. And what we found in this formula, and was one of the most amazing things, is that it was activating. It was turning the stored D into the active form of D for utilization by the body. So many enhancements in immune function, et cetera. I could go on and on. But let's try and get John back in the mix one more time. I hope we don't have to reschedule. I hope it works, John. Let's see what happens here. Oh. John, welcome back. Thank you. I can, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, it seems to be back in sync now. So we can move on forward as we were talking about uh, the people, the many people who are so excited about the results with this formula that they are coming from all over to share their story with you. We're flying them in. We've flown in some from throughout the country. Nobody is more important than you. We're, we're excited to have you tomorrow. But we've had some fantastic, you know, one of the most gratifying things for me, Robert, is, you know, a lot of people say, what do you know about, about health? And I, I said, all I know is, that nitric oxide see my life back. And so I'm very, very, very grateful for that. And our, our mission is, is for people, the nitric oxide is, in my opinion, the most important discovery of the last And we're trying to do everything possible to provide the science, as, as you've known from visiting with my associate Stan Graham, we're funding prosecuting these this war of liberty that we're going with and and you know we're seeing great progress that's lining up with us we're seeing uh, um health act, activists signing up or signing up with us but what's what's been the most gratifying really of the last years is that during this nightmare that we've lived through as a as a world and all of Virtually all of the most prominent people are all now taking Cardio Miracle and endorsing it yeah. to their friends and people. Dr. David Martin and Robert Scott Bell and Judy Mikevitz and Jane Roof. Yeah, yeah. People like Ryan Paul and Brian Artis. I mean, they're all taking Cardio Miracle. It's so, wonderful. I love, know, I love seeing these super smart scientists, doctor people as well go, you know what? I'm taking it every day as they're doing their presentations and all these things. John, I have no earthly idea why we're getting dropouts on your audio every few seconds. And it, and it's like, it's a shame because all the words you're saying are so valuable and important to me personally. And I want everybody to hear it. So we're going to have to do a reset and, and, and have you join us uh, another time. I don't want them to Gosh, be frustrated by not hearing. Well, I'm sorry because this, we thought the, the uh, internet was going to be more, more than adequate here in the, the valley and I, I guess it isn't so i'm that's, too, that's it, it might be a processing so issue too with audio and video with whatever computer using but i can't i can't troubleshoot it now while we're on the air but we'll do it off the air again and we'll make sure it you works guys tell the story and we'll get together soon thank you so, all right so much. john hewlett we love you thank you john and if you aren't already uh plugged into the cardio miracle family uh super don probably has an image or something when you click on a link uh you can see and and get access to it 
at the best price possible. Uh, I believe you can get a 15% off if the code is bell or if it's automatically uh, included once you click the uh, banner link, Super Don, do you know? I just uh, want to look at the website and see what's going on as I travel and I come back and things change. And If you go into the show notes, actually, I made okay. it real simple for you. Just go into today's show notes. Big old okay. banner. Can't miss it. Ah, there it is. I see it's it. It's right there. So just click on the Cardio Miracle banner there, and there'll always be a Cardio Miracle banner at the right-hand side of the page at robertscowbell.com. If you're on a smaller laptop or, or a, a de- a what we call a, a phone, if you call them, those things used to be called phones. I'm not sure now, but they'll be all the way to the bottom <laughs> of the page because it, they won't carry the two columns. How old are we? Wait, wait, what? Yeah. How, we how used to breathe that stuff. Ahead. It was called air. air yeah, yeah, you remember, remember that? Air yeah. Hey, you know, there's another thing coming up. Speaking of air, <laughs> the Super Healthy Lung Summit. Did you see that? It is. And it I'm, is. I'm in it. I'm going to share right. with you stuff that I didn't. Maybe I've not said much on the air. Speaking of air, the Super Healthy Lung Summit is free and online, and it's an October event, so you don't have to travel anywhere. This comes to you 17th through the 23rd, and you just click on that and uh, get in your email. It's free, and I am one of the many awesome presenters on Super Healthy Lung. So if anybody's having an issue with breathing fully, uh, whether it be a nighttime sleeping issue, uh, whether it be a pulmonary issue of any kind, acute or chronic, there's going to be people covering that, including me. So uh, Super Healthy Lung Summit, just click on that link and be part of that. We love it when you do that. And uh, it's just that simple. The information is available to you. It's now a matter of if you don't want to know something, you can shut it all off, but it's everywhere. And I want to encourage you, you know, when we, especially when I get to participate in them. That, that's really fun for me. And I get to do, it's kind of the tables are turned. You know, I typically do the interviewing here. When somebody turns the tables on me and interviews me, I forget all the things that I know when I'm doing the interviewing or I'm hosting my own show that I want to relate to you. So it's kind of cool. And I hope that you'll uh, think about participating with that seriously. Now, uh, we got a couple of minutes before our first break here on the Brideon.tv simulcast of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, and this headline uh, just kind of struck a nerve, I could say that. In a nod to JFK, Biden pushing moonshot to fight cancer. President Joe Biden is set to channel John F. Kennedy on the 60th anniversary of the former president's moonshot speech. Now, if we look back at the moonshot speech in context of what we now see about the apparent lack of going to the moon in reality, uh, it changes a lot of things. Uh, And whether uh, John F. Kennedy knew at the time that it was a pipe dream, not a reality, I don't know. But reality is... Uh, we were warned about the medical, medical, military, industrial complex, all of these black box projects that usher funds to do things that are really not so inspiring and good. And one of those things in terms of Biden or whoever this Biden character is, is, a, is another billion trillion dollars to fight cancer. What did I say last week on the air? They acknowledged that there are more cancer cases now than ever in people under 50 years of age. Now, how can that be? The war on cancer that was declared by President Nixon. How many billions? Is it measured in trillions at this point? Certainly inflationary billions. How many billions have been thrown at a war on cancer? And what do we have? More cancer. And part of the war on cancer is a war on you and me and anybody who pretends or actually knows of ways to prevent, reverse, treat, mitigate, relieve cancer in all of its manifestations, any or all of them. And that war you will find, all those billions of dollars you think are going to research cures for cancer are actually going to shore up 
a police state against the freedom to heal, the freedom to make your choices, whether they be botanical, homeopathic, energetic, or even experimental in the drug category. Your freedom to make those choices? No, they're not yours. The government claims complete and total ownership over your body when it comes to that because the pharmaceutical church owns and controls your regulatory agencies. More after this on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Okay, that should be the uh, moment when Brideon.tv takes a break and we continue on with our audience at robertscottbell.com and on social media for a couple Mm -hmm. of minutes. You tell me when we come back in, taking a sip of tea as we go here. I will let you know. So, you know, what we're doing right now is called Plan B. Yes, which (laughs) I didn't have in place until right now. Which is okay, we can handle that. So uh, I'm thinking when we come back here, it's like everybody's behind the scenes right now, right? Yeah, yeah, you get to see it. Uh, when we come back here, there's a couple of cancer stories that we can go that will tie right into uh, this cancer. This new cancer moonshot, the mm-hmm. relaunch of the Biden cancer moonshot. Yes. Because you remember right. he did this already once under, before under, and it went um, nowhere. Under Obama. Obama, he did that. That's right. Yes. It was also it crap. Like such a crock, yeah. I've also got, just standing by here, in case we want to go to it, mm-hmm. um, we've got the uh, the speech. Oh, we do. He's about he's about right to now? come up to, to do the cancer moonshot Does speech. Anybody need to vomit their stomach contents? So if I mean, we want to go to that, we can. Um, I'll just I'll let you decide. But there's uh, a couple of other cancers. Yeah. You don't want to bother. No. Okay. Yeah. No. If there's something that's like intriguing to you, you just let me. Yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know if I can I can spare another brain cell to set to listen to that while right. the show's going on, but mm-hmm. I'll probably put the closed captions on. But anyway. Yeah, I was looking in this article about the moonshot, though. It says in 2022, the American Cancer Society estimates 1.9 million new cancer cases will be diagnosed and 609,000 plus people will die of cancer diseases. Actually, they'll likely die of the treatment for cancer that is mandated and monopolizing your body's ability to overcome cancer. So if if, uh, this is uh, the issue, because, you know, he lost his adult son, Bo, to brain cancer. That's his, you know. Hey, look, look at me. I'm legit because my son died. Hey, sorry your son died, Biden. That's not me dancing on his grave at all. But right. I'm sorry. I don't I don't fall prey to that. When do we come back, by the way, with our uh, audience? Uh, about 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah. So, um, although I don't, so you, it looks like they didn't go to break. Oh, they didn't. Okay. So we'll carry on then. All right, folks, you just saw a little behind the scenes discussion when there normally is a break on Brideon.tv. Sorry about <laughs> that. You got to see it. So we'll dive headlong in for further into the story. Uh, the American Cancer Society and its charter, uh, basically, if they acknowledge a cure or cures for cancer, they would have to disband. And they're a multi-billion dollar industry. You know, they get a budget like is like as big as some countries. And you think they're going to ever acknowledge a cure for cancer because their bylaws say they have to disband? No, it's not happening. I'm not cynical when I say it. The truth, the fact of the matter is they are not invested in in curing cancer. They're invested in managing it and milking you of all your money along the way while they destroy your life slowly and insidiously through poisoning the body back to health, which can never truly be done. And I am not saying there's never been someone who had a cancer diagnosis that went the traditional, if we call it that oncological route and used chemo radiation surgery and that had, well, hey, look, the cancer's gone. I'm not saying that's never happened, but of course the five year rate of survivability, that's the official you've been cured of cancer. You could die five years and one day later, and it's a completely new thing. The reality is quality of life by and large is, is off the charts bad. 
for most people, not all. Again, this is always a case I will acknowledge individual experiences may vary, but in its totality, it kills more people than it helps. It maims and destroys their lives, the quality of whatever life they might have left, or in the case of prostate cancer, had they done nothing, they would have lived a long and happy life before they succumbed to something like that. And I don't argue that you should do nothing, but I think it's safer often than doing what they as oncological insane insane asylum uh, experts supposedly will do to poison you, radiate you back to health or just chop things off or cut things out of your body, even though none of those things are the cause of your cancer. All right, let's see. We got another article here. This one's from The Guardian UK. Cancer breakthrough is a wake up call on danger of air pollution. All right. (laughs) What, did you snicker? Did I hear you snickering on that? Yes. Why did you snicker, Super Don? I have to ask. That was I that think snickering. it's funny because, you know, it's, it's here you've got uh, whatever. Just, uh, you know, I I am usually one that tries to go very straightforward on here's the facts of the news and blah, blah, blah. Make up your own opinion. But I can't help but look at stuff like this. Mm-hmm. If you read this article, it goes on to talk about this huge breakthrough. Yeah. They've had this all oh, this amazing breakthrough that they have discovered that if you breathe car exhaust, it might give you lung cancer. <laughs> what? Sorry, not laughing. Didn't we? Yeah. Wait a minute now. Didn't we some... already kind of know that maybe if you're you're breathing car fumes and pollution, that you might get lung cancer? They're they're, they're basically. I look. I understand. I'm being snarky, but basically mm-hmm. what they're saying is that they they have scienced this thing to the point. Yeah. They now have said that they can put their finger on how uh, car exhaust and car fumes uh, can cause people to get lung cancer like smokers do, right? Because, yeah. I mean, look, it's it it's always been kind of weird when you hear about somebody has lung cancer and you go, oh, they must have smoked. And they're like, no, they never smoked mm-hmm. a day in their life. They're like, well, how could that be? How could that possibly happen, right? Yeah, but so, where's the focus on that, Super D, when we talk about the global warming so-called alarmist? Well, yeah, and this is the real reason why I laughed. Yeah. Because here you've got What's his name? Biden today doing the cancer moonshot mm-hmm. again. And is it just a weird coincidence that now we also have this major breakthrough science thing? Car, car exhaust is giving people lung cancer. So what does that lead to? Let's connect the dots here, right? Mm-hmm. What's going to be a part of this cancer moonshot? Are they going to try and, and create a trend with what California's doing? Where California is like, oh, we're going to ban all gas cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's going to be electric. Now they can go, well, see, look. Look what we have discovered. Car exhaust gives people lung cancer. You don't want people to die of lung cancer, do you? You need to drive an electric car, right? Now, well, is it just me or does it seem like that's just funny coincidence? I, you know, I don't know. I, I've been saying for years, and you've, you've heard me say this about global warming alarmness. If they would argue against global intoxication, global poisoning, but that is not conducive for the continued health, if you will, of the multinational corporations that pollute without end. And they only got the greenies on board because they're talking about warming or climate change now. And my argument is, hey, you know what? There's a legitimate argument where people on the left and right would go, yeah, I think if we clean up the exhaust, that which comes out of these cars, and there has been improvement made over the years through technology, that we would be far better off. But if you argue that we must shut down all so-called fossil fuel combustion engines, 
then you are going to kill more people than all the lung cancer in the world combined simply by starving them out because of the people relying on what? Food production. How do you convince what? people well, of this, Robert? See, this is what I'm saying. I'm looking at this from a from a yeah. from a, a uh, um, I don't know from a Doctor Evil standpoint, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? You could you could tell people what you just said. The general public get on TV mm-hmm. and, and and say what you just said, and yeah. people are going to be like, what? "Oh, okay." So it's not what? sexy. You enough throw of a out message? there lung cancer. Yeah. Fossil fuels cause lung cancer. Let's put a picture of somebody laying on a gurney, right? It's like the same thing they did. With, they tried to do it with the cigarette packs. Remember that, where they were going to yeah. put the the terror, the guy with the hole in his throat, you know, and all this stuff like that. Are, you, are you hiding behind the picture of the article on purpose? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. Know I am. What, I forgot you, to like, get dressed today. I'm sorry. Your, you're not dressed. I. Uh, you know. Tune in, Super Don. It's naked, warm in the weather. studio. It's 79 degrees. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. All right, the here broke. I am. Okay. Here I am again. Oh, and anyway, you know what, you know what Hewlett, I'm saying? And John... maybe I'm just completely off my rocker here, just thinking that, that these two things happening in the same day are coincidence, you know, or not. You know, I don't know. I just think it's funny. I think it's, it's I'd be willing to bet you, mm-hmm. I'd be happy to be wrong, mm-hmm. that this cancer moonshot is, pro- moonshot is probably going to pull that into it that data into go, it yeah and say we need this is even more reason fossil why we fuels need to, we need yeah. to go green because people are dying of lung cancer because of car exhaust Super as Donna, if that's something new can you hear me are we on delay together what's going no, on no i'm talking over you okay on purpose. i'm taking over the show well i could i could take the day off it's okay it's but all when about john me. Ulett, there go, you go, go when john Ulett saw this picture of you on the side and he saw this thing coming out your chin it's like mm-hmm. really long now He's yeah, right. I know. My wife mentioned that the other day too, and, and I don't know wow. if that was like a silent signal, was like, "Hey, <laughs> are you going to start putting ponytails or rubber bands?" I will on just, it? I was, I'll be like Captain Lou Albano. Yeah, you remember, remember him that. from wrestling? He had he had the 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 couple of rubber bands in his. I his do. Beard. Yeah, that's what I remember. No, I don't know. I, I think I need to chop it off, but we'll see. Okay. Well, you know, here I leave for the weekend. I don't know. All things just go crazy. Whatever. It's not like it grew a foot over the weekend. It was there on Friday before I'm you noticing left. it like it did. But okay. Okay. All right. All right. So let, this next article is about uh, antibiotics. One of my favorite topics. Antibiotics are a form of chemo. Don't let anybody tell you different. If your doctor says you need an antibiotic, I want you to hear him or her prescribing a prescription for chemotherapeutic drugs. Chemo drugs. And go. Whoa. Wait a second. Chemo isn't that a little bit excessive? It's just a name the infection. Well, this study has found that antibiotics may make another form of cancer worse. Melanoma. Why? By destroying the gut microbiome. This is coming from the American Society for Bone and Mineral Research. The use of broad-spectrum antibiotics in mice with malignant melanoma, an aggressive form of skin cancer, accelerated their metastatic bone growth, likely because the drugs depleted the mice in, in intestinal flora, weakened their immune response. And this is according to researchers at my alma mater at Emory University. Uh, the findings underscore the importance of gut microbiome and overall health and suggest that doctors should carefully weigh the GI effects when they use antibiotic therapies while treating cancer or other diseases. Now, look, if you want to uh, enhance the immune system, antibiotics are not the way to go. Yet, what are we talking about when someone has an infection and they're giving a prescription for antibiotics? You think you're helping your immune system? No, you're destroying it. But then you'll say, oh, but Robert, Robert, uh, but I'll die without it. Well, maybe, but it isn't because uh, you have an, a deficiency of antibiotic drugs. 
there's a pre-existing immune and uh, let's say challenge certainly but dysfunction or imbalance may have been from previous use of uh, antibiotics or other drugs that disrupt the microbiome the seat of the immune system you know why is the the, you know, the most popular thing i talked about over the years and, and researched and written about in unlock the power to heal with ty bollinger the book the chapter on gut health still very valid today heal the gut all healing becomes possible destroy the gut all disease becomes inevitable including worsening of cancers and so antibiotics you should not take lightly and yet so many people know better but they don't know better what do i mean by that well they know about natural things they're pretty natural they like to live in a natural life or an organic life and yet the moment an infection rears its ugly head they freak out run to the dock in the box or something and get a prescription for an antibiotic now i've raised Two children, are they children at 22? My son's 22, my daughter's 17, and they've never once had an antibiotic. Have they ever had an infection? Yes, it's a normal part of life. But because of my knowledge of homeopathy and natural medicine, and yes, the bioactive silver hydrosol and now the copper hydrosol, we have tools that are more powerful at micrograms and even grams of toxic vancomycin. Yet so few, unfortunately, realize how to utilize it appropriately to minimize the need for ever resorting to those toxic drugs that destroy the immune system and would make a cancer like metastasizing melanomas much worse all over the body. Destroying connective tissue, right? Some of the, the classes of antibiotic drugs like the, uh, which ones are the Cipro? Ciprofloxacin? Is it the fluoroquinolones they call that? Destroying connective tissue, rupturing tendons. You destroy connective tissue, okay, cancer can go anywhere in the body without limit. That's why we shore up connective tissue with silica, Alta silica that we get from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com and the sovereign copper, silica and copper being both critical for connective tissue issues. And that's part of the program when you're dealing with cancer, including selenium, the most potent mineral in preventing and reversing cancer. And of course, the chromium that's critical and vanadium for the utilization of sugar by the cells of the body so that the cancer cells don't grab it and just grow crazily. Now, obviously you want to reduce your or eliminate your intake of refined carbohydrates. I'm not saying do zero carbs, but by and and large, the the refined carbs, man, they just feed that cancer as well. And they feed the bacteria in an imbalanced sense once you've disrupted the terrain via antibiotic use. And this sort of discussion point leads to some questions that we get from time to time. Some of the things I've said over the years, some people just get it intuitively and others are like, well, I want to get it more than intuitively. I, I, I want to understand the nuances of your argument, Robert, when you say certain things, I really want to know why you say that because I want to be able to communicate because I feel it sounds right. I think it's right. Sounds pretty cool. But if I was to say that amongst my friends or family, they would go, what? And then they'd say, what do you mean by that? And I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. So I'm sympathetic to those circumstances. And I think that leads to our phone call of the day. And if you haven't ever done that, you can call us and leave a message at 866-939-BELL, 866-939-2355. Go ahead, Super Don. Hello! Hey, RSB, it's Murdoch. I just wanted to reach out to you because there's a quote that you say that I've been doing my best to wrap my mind around it, and I would need you to 
explain further what this quote means. I hear you say, I haven't heard you say it lately, but I heard you say that having a health insurance that is fully covered is the most dangerous form of insurance to have. I, I probably, I know I butchered the quote, but just having a cover, a coverage that covers everything, you stated that that was a, it was a danger. And I like to understand why that is so that when I can be able to explain it to others, I can bring clarity into the conversation. <laughs> Thank you for all you do. Take care. All right. Our, our buddy Murdoch, who's now a health coach, or he's moving through the health coach program at Trinity School of Natural Health and He's also a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show, and he put out a plea to help help get help because he wanted to become a health coach through Trinity and was working I don't know how many jobs just to keep food on the table and a roof over their heads with his uh, wife and daughter, and he put out a plea, and he got help, and, and you guys and gals out there know who you are who supported him to do that and grateful for you to do that. Yes, at the same time, Murdoch, who's he changes his nickname in the chat room, at robertscabell.com slash listen every day. He said, today it's Murdoch's default setting, freedom. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite shirts. I I, I think uh, Allison sent me out of San Diego one time. Or no, no, that, that might have been actually from Kevin. I apologize, Kevin, if that was you, who's back from Israel now, I just heard. Um, so the, the quote is, the most dangerous, I, I would ask this in, 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 in lecture settings. And, and if I'm going to be at a lecture near you and you already know it, I might ask it again. Don't blurt it out for the new people that don't know it. But for now, what is the most dangerous thing you can have in America? I would say it that way for most American audiences. I could say it differently in Canada a little bit. And the answer is, re, you have it. Oh, look at that. This, and our buddy uh, Steve Feld did this together with the, the, the image. The most dangerous thing you can have in America is really good medical insurance. And And, and the first time I said that, it was like met with, a very uncomfortable laughter and, and just what, what, wait, that sort of makes sense, but I don't know why. And I'm not sure I like that. <laughs> what does it mean? So it's a fair question, Murdoch, to ask, why do I say the most dangerous thing you can have in America or the West is really good medical insurance. Now the medical monopoly means that insurance tied into it will only cover what that, which the monopoly provides or allows you to have. Homeopathy, not so fast. Herbs, mineral supplements, no. Hydrogen water, cardio miracle, no. None of those things are covered by any form of medical insurance or single payer socialized, you know, medicine in Canada or the NHS in England, etc. What it guarantees that you will be covering and getting are toxic poisons for which you have no deficiency. Remember, there's no such thing as a drug deficiency disease. The other thing, of course, that really good medical insurance provides for is a knowledge that your provider, let's just say it says, here's who you can go to. And they all happen to be allopathic medical doctors in these circumstances, in these hospitals, in these setups or whatever, in these conglomerates. And you go there and you have, oh, you have, I see you have really good insurance, Mr. Murdoch. In this case, we're going to send you over to this part of our clinic and we're going to start taking uh, samples of your skin puncture root. You know, we'll, we'll just, we need to just see what's going on here. Uh, you can pee in this cup. You can poop in that cup. Let me get you some blood spit here. Let's get you a, uh, uh, amniocentesis. I know you're a woman, but who cares? 
we've got all of this, this covered by your really good medical insurance. So they'll poke and prod and test you to find out you have something that you don't have to then prescribe drugs for a disease you don't have to give you a disease or diseases you never had to begin with or symptoms that will require other drugs because you are a guaranteed source of inflow or income because the average American, let's just say it even more so than ever, could not afford the, the charge for those tests, those analyses. So if you come into XYZ doctor or doctor clinic group or hospital and they see, oh, no insurance, Mr. Uh, Murdoch. Well, I'm sorry, but uh, that's not something we can help you with. Or we might just write you a script for an antibiotic and send you on your way. And, and hopefully you never come back. That's another thing to consider when you don't have insurance that you are not going to be poked and prodded and tested. Now, some people go, but, uh, but, but, but what? What if I, what if I need what they're going to give me? Well, that's a perspective that might've changed. It probably has changed. If you're here uh, with me on the Robert Scott Bell show regularly, you recognize as I do that the toxic poisons that they're going to give you in response to the test and analyses that are likely wrong. The snapshot in any given moment in time is not comprehensive enough to say, Oh, you definitively have this very often the diagnoses, whether they're punch biopsies or other tests or analyses, whether they're x-ray analogy uh, analyses or breast scans with uh, mammography, they're often wrong. And then they'll end up putting you on chemo or radiation, removing your breast needlessly. And so on and on it goes, you end up in a scenario where you're worse off, not better off because you have great medical insurance coverage. And the classic example going into a socialized system like Canada, where they're real proud of their system and they say how horrible it is you Americans don't have real coverage. You can go into bankruptcy and on and on that happens. And I said to the, you know, the Total Health Canada crowds that came to that natural, uh, naturally inclined event every year in Toronto. You like your system. Yeah, we love our system. You don't like the American system. No, we don't like the American system. This is not me bragging about the American system, by the way. I said, OK. You like it. You're glad of it. I don't know. How much of that system do you use or would you use? And the people at the Total Health Canada were like, no, I wouldn't use it. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me explain. No, you explain this to me. You're proud of it. You're happy about it. And yet you wouldn't use it. Yeah, because it, it only applies for drugs and surgeries and vaccinations. And I don't do any of those things. I don't want any of those things. So you're happy about the thing that you don't use. Why? Well, because poor people, they they don't have to pay and they can get, wait a second. The things you know are dangerous for your health and life. You're happy that poor people get that. There's something, there's cognitive dissonance involved here. And then I point that out and they're like, Oh yeah, maybe that's not as good as I thought it was. Now for those of us in America who say we can't afford medical insurance, I'm telling you, you're far better off outside of what would be a legitimate form of insurance. That would be catastrophic care, unexpected catastrophes getting hit by a bus, something that just, yeah. When it comes to cancer, people say, well, isn't that an unexpected catastrophe? Yes, for those that are unaware of the cause of cancer, toxicological burdens, nutrient deficiencies, emotional stress, and all these stresses that we don't handle holistically. And, and you know, so all of these things lead to a mindset that, oh, only modern medicine can save us. And I've got to have access to that. And I can't afford it because it's so expensive because by the way, it's a monopoly. And in monopolies, the, the force on the market is that we allow you to have any kind of medicine you want as long as it's allopathic and approved by the FDA and can kill you as much as it can help you, if it can help you at all. And we're going to do our everything best 
to make sure you don't know or have access to homeopathy, to herbs, to dietary mineral supplements, to organic, non-GMO food as medicine. We're not going to let you know that those things are your real medicine. You got Dick Durbin trying to usher in another limitation on your access to dietary supplements with an emergency funding bill coming up. Please stay in touch with the Alliance for Natural Health, anh-usa.org, to know what's going on there. But again, it's a huge problem. They are always trying to limit your access to knowledge through censorship and access to actual substance or healing modalities delivered by doctors or non-doctors alike. They don't care if doctors are delivering it. They'll go after them too. And you found that out uh, during the COVID crazy crisis. The doctors who dared speak of even old drugs out of uh, well, generics out of uh, patent protection. Oh, no, you can't promote that. That's way too cheap. We can't profit that way. They didn't say it like that, but you know now that's the way it is. So the longer version of the answer of why is having really good medical insurance the most dangerous thing you can have? Because then they have the opportunity to bill a third party to get you things that are going to kill you or make your life ultimately worse. If you want in a free market to choose medicine, and yes, there was a true free market where homeopaths and naturopaths and herbalists and chiropractors and Reiki masters, everybody could hang a shingle and compete. Let's see who's the best man or the best woman. Let them win. And it isn't because they picked favorites because of the favor that was curried by buying, purchasing the regulators or lobbying into existence very friendly regulations associated with limiting the competition to your monopoly delivery system of pharmaceutical drugs. Thank you, Flexer Report of 1910, for setting up the medical school system to put pharmaceutical horse blinders on would-be doctors. And here we are 100-plus years later suffering under the poison, everything that has a symptom, that breathes, that lives, that has an emotion. And that's it. Nothing else shall be allowed. And so you want danger? Get really good medical insurance. If there were a free market for insurance, catastrophic coverage would be very affordable and it wouldn't be impossible to get. And that would then cover those unexpected catastrophes as opposed to covering everything that they want covered only with drugs, surgeries, vaccines, toxic poison interventions. All right, Super Don, we got about three minutes left in our uh, live broadcast, simulcast on Brideon.tv. For those of you that like to continue with us after the show, we do a bonus round after uh, every show when I'm not traveling. And it can last from 5 to 25, 30 minutes. Uh, just depends on what's going on, what's going on in the chat room. There are questions coming in, comments. We respond to what's going on there as well. Come on over to robertscottbell.com slash listen, and uh, we'll take a look. Now, we do have good news. Uh, Dr. Simone Gold has been released from prison. We interviewed her just shortly before she went in. She said she was going to write a book. Now she's out early. I don't know if she had time to write a chapter or not, but we'll have to get her back on. We don't believe she should have been in prison. We were clear on that. Many people don't believe that. But she, uh, they said, oh, she's part of the insurrection. Yeah, the insurrection with no real weapons. Right. They let you in. Right. Yeah, on and on it goes. But apparently there was some program that could let you out. It was the uh, Trump's First Step Act of 2018 and it allowed for a reduction of her sentence that should ever never happened. And uh, she she's out early, thankfully. And hopefully we can reach out to her and get her back on the show. See, see how she's doing. That would be kind of good follow up. Hmm. I don't have much more to say about that, Super Don. I'm just glad she's out. 
That's kind of a good news story. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Good news. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Biden's talking about his cancer moonshot right now. Biden is, yeah. I, I just I just don't want to vomit on screen. So I, I just don't want to watch it at this moment. Maybe never. Well, let's just let's just um what? do you know sign language? What is I know, she, what I is know she the, saying right I know now? the sign language. She's saying, I, okay. You know what um, I'm doing right now to Biden? Look at this. This sign is my language. hand, please. No, I'm gonna lock my, my fingers hand. You together see my hand, Super Don? See now. Oh my gosh, what did Biden just say? Is that what she just said? Hmm. No, I, I gave him sign language. You weren't watching me. I'm sorry, I was distracted. I, I was trying to interpret the sign. I, I don't know. No, you put the chicken anyway, yes. in the oven. Take this finger, poke him in the eye like this. Oh, um, my God. His brain is not here. No, it, it's, just, it's just sad. Now, Super D, I'll ask you this as we're wrapping up here. Uh, the idea that having really good medical insurance is, is, is a great danger. Is that something that it all makes sense? It totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it totally makes sense. And, and, you know, you just have to kind of think about it in the right way. That's yeah. all. And you're right. I mean, if, if, if you've got the insurance to cover it and pay for all the stuff and you're like that, they're, they're going to use everything they that your insurance will cover. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah. If you can't afford it. All right, it, so we got about 15 seconds. Oh, we man, to, how did we get here? Yeah, it happens. Thank you all for being here. And thanks to our new friend from Israel for being on in, in, in hour one. Is it Ilana? It's Ilana, Rachel, Daniel. And John Hewlett will get back on. So let's take out, take off, you hosers. Come back. We're going to be at the uh, chat room in a moment because the power to heal is yours. Okay, back at it. Bonus round begins now. I, I just felt somewhat disjointed today on the show. None, none. It's not your fault. Not Super Don's fault. Just like I said, coming off the trip the weekend was intense, and um, you know, feeling a little bit not all here. So thank you for enduring the Robert Scott Bell Show today. Hopefully, it, well, the guests were great. Uh, unfortunately, John Hewlett's audio didn't sync up. That's just kind of a bummer every time that happens, and. It's weird how it happens often on a Monday when we're simulcasting on Brideon. That kind of sucks. It's like somebody's sabotaging it. I don't know why, but we'll get through it. And hopefully y'all get on the uh, cardio miracle as well. Now, Super Don sends out his newsletter, our newsletter, I shall say. And you can go to robertscottbell.com and sign up for it. And or if you if you don't want to go to the website, just text RSB, my initials, text RSB to 22828. Text RSB to 22828. And there you go. And you're in. So, Super D, what's the poll question of the day? Poll question of the day. Doom scrolling is spending a lot of screen time absorbing negative news. Do you doom scroll? Are you a doom scroller? Do Ooh. you spend a lot of time absorbing negative news on the internet? The, the uh, options here are yes, often, sometimes, rarely. I feel like a game show host. Yes. Never, or not sure. Uh, doom, doom scrolling. scrolling. You familiar with doom scrolling? That Robert? is the first time I've ever heard that word. Doom is it scrolling. really? Okay. Yeah, I've never heard that, and and it sounds more like a Marvel Cinematic Universe great villain. Doom scroll. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. Yes. Yeah, they're the doom scrolling <clears throat> over there. So I know I'm totally not familiar with that doom scrolling. 
It's uh, a thing. It is a thing. And a lot of people okay. say, uh, in fact, even the Drudge Report has been accused of being a, 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 you know, a facilitator of doom, of doom scrolling. scrolling. Hmm. It's the first place I check every day. As soon as I get up still. Mm-hmm. I've done that for a gazillion years. But look, we've talked about it before. There's a lot of negative stuff on the internet. And there are some websites that will go nameless at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will, in my opinion, they capitalize on that because some people they get addicted to just you know like wanting to be just scared to, you know, the, out of their minds mm-hmm. about everything that's going on in the world, and so they gravitate towards websites that basically are intended to do that and then sell you stuff, to, you know, uh, at the same time. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that y- you should ignore things that are going on because there's negative stuff going on in the world but some people get addicted to it and so uh what they've named that you know the art of going to the internet looking for all the bad news is doom scrolling doom so scrolling. All right. what do you think uh the result of the poll question is to our newsletter subscribers gosh darn it i'm hoping it's like never but let's be real it's going to be sometimes and rarely is it going to i think sometimes rarely uh what do you yeah. what is it Turns out, oh, I got it. Sometimes and rarely, we're almost <laughs> tied. I'm pretty good at this. Yay! I got a sense of, of the Yay! audience. I like. I, it. you know, it's it's. Um, I think that's pretty accurate. I think, generally speaking, because it's like you know, you can't listen. You can't see what's going on in the news without coming across negative stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you end up going down a rabbit hole as a result. Yeah, I mean, it's just normal. It, it just happens. Um, Again, you know, it, as I was looking at this and I was looking at the results and I was kind of reading about it, I've heard of doom scrolling. I've seen articles about it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there are some people I think that may, it's almost like they just, they, they, that's all they do on their website. And I hate those websites, but at the same time, mm. uh, I, I do visit them, not because I want to doom scroll, it's because, you know, I want to know what's going on in the world, right? But too much of anything is bad, okay? No. You know? I mean,. <laughs> If you ignore all of the things that are going on in the world that might make you feel uncomfortable and only focus on the cat videos mm-hmm. uh, on YouTube, yeah, are you missing out on important stuff that you should probably know about? Yeah, you are. So you know, it's about balance. Are you better off for not knowing about it? Sometimes. Some, you know what? Some people, and and you yeah. know what? I wish, mm-hmm. I wish I could be one of those people that would just go live on the top of a mountain. Mm-hmm. With no internet and no electricity, and just be all oh, you know, and, and just you know, look at smell the roses every day. That's great, I, you know, but that's not reality for me, and it's not reality yeah. for most people. Yeah, I, I have heard stories of people that you know, like they throw their phone away and sail around the world for a year, you know, or something like that. Cool. I can't do that, so you know, uh-huh. I, I do the best I can. I think most people do, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, it's about balance. Yeah, it's it's about balance and it affects everybody. I remember we had a conversation not that long ago where we were talking about going through the news and, you know, and had super done. How do you do it? You know, and, and, and after we were done with the conversation, I went back and listened to it. I felt like kind of a douche because really? I don't want people. No, because it's like it's like I'm not Superman. I'm no better than anybody else, you know. But oh, I, come on. it's like I came across as well. You see, can't uh, you? I have you developed just... superpowers over these years, and I am better than her. No, I, it's just not how it is. 
You know, I, it's very easy to get sucked into the... For once, for once, I want you to just be happy sitting on your Super Don pedestal, looking down on the peasants no, everywhere. No, no, directing no. Directing us to how I'd, we navigate the news. I'd chop my own lips off before I would do that. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's just not, you know, whatever. It's just... All right, you got to start with the just, beard, you not just the have lip. To, yeah, you know, you just have to learn, you know, a balance on that. Don't yeah. be freaked out and, and, and scared that the world's going to end. But at the same time... Don't ignore things that you need to you need to be aware of. And take a break. Don't take it seriously, you know? I mean, most of the no. stuff you read in the news is, is the, there's an agenda behind it. And this is the reason, dude, this is the reason why I threw that question out last week or whatever, when it, whenever it was about CNN, mm-hmm. about how they're trying to go back to doing the, you know, we're just going to tell you the news and then you decide what you want. That would be so refreshing. I understand mm-hmm. you, you don't like CNN. So, you know, but if there was a way to go to a news outlet that would not try and freak you out or tell you how to think, that'd be awesome. We'll tell you what to think. Are there any mainstream? Now, I understand. You can go around on the internet and stuff like that and find places like that. But as Mm -hmm. far as the mainstream news goes, I applaud CNN for what it is they're attempting to do. Will they succeed? I don't know. Are they really attempting to do it? Uh, like, I think so. I think that's... Kind of like the moonshot. Uh, you know, I, I think people... Because how, how long have we... When did Fox News come out? They were the first ones. I, I understand they're more conservative-leaning, and, you know, we, we would agree more with that's Fox theory, News than anyway. we would with MSNBC or CNN because they're they're more in our camp, you know, as far as ideology goes. It's just goes. an but, occasional broken clock scenario, yeah. But... but that that really when you, when CNN started going bias and Fox News showed up to try and counter the bias of CNN and then MSNBC flew out of you know uh, under a rock from under a rock and showed up and stuff. That is when news took a dive and it just mm-hmm. it, it it was great for talk radio. Yeah, because it created warring factions, right? Yeah, uh, that's how news. That's what out. happened. To news for them to maybe start moving another direction i think it's good and maybe it's a sign of the times maybe it's because people have gotten so tired of the crap and they see it now mm-hmm. in a way that they didn't see it before it's it's a, they've exp- and you know what say what you will about donald trump i'm going to give him some credit on that trend because he's the one that called them out he's the one that exposed them he's the one that made them look like the clowns that they are okay yeah. And I think people caught on to that. And so I think people now are looking for something different. And so maybe this guy at CNN is going, you know what, that's where the trend is going. Maybe we need to move that way so that we can bring in the people that don't trust the media and give them something. You know, that, that, that they want to give them what it is they say they want, which is the news, not opinion, right? So I don't know. We'll see. I know, I know, I know. But what? I'm just, I'm just stepping I can out of the see way. the look on your face. You're like, yeah, whatever. I'm just <laughs> stepping out of the way. It's your hey, look. I'm not all here today anyway, so why not? I like some of the comments coming through the chat room uh, yeah. about some of the things we were mentioning. Uh, some were focusing on Canadians coming to America to get some health care of some kind. Uh, DJ Katie, I've watched so many people go downhill once sucked into the medical s- mafia system. Uh, let's see. From what I've heard, health system Ontario is not great. Better in the states. My friends from Look, Ontario. Do you see used to Murdoch? The, the most border, recent, but... the most recent comment here in our chat room, Mur- Murdoch. No, he says, "Did I miss the insurance explanation? Did he step away like Bolden did? What? He only, he only like took fifteen, 15, minutes, 15 to, minutes to, to talk to... about it. 
That was for Murdoch's sake, and he wasn't even here. He wasn't even there. You know, why do I even bother? I should just, I should just not show up for work. You're in timeout. Yeah. No, Burdock's in timeout. You'll have to go back and listen to it, yes. Yes, it's In there. fact, I'm thinking about grabbing that and isolating it. Okay, that yeah, a that's good a one. good one. Uh, let's see. Let me see. If you can have an insurrection without... Oh, this is Stephen. If you, if you can have an insurrection without weapons, then you can have health care, such as homeopathy, without drugs. Oh, why not? Hmm. Yeah. Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy. Yeah, I know. That was a good one. That was really good. What what are we doing here? What am I doing here? What are we doing? So this what, week? what are you gonna do when we're done? You're gonna go take a nap? Uh, yeah, that's a good, a good idea. Actually, I haven't thought about it all that well yet. I would. You earned it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's talk about what we've got coming up this week. Let's mm-hmm. see what we've got. Oh, by the way, our buddy Kevin is back from Israel. Yay. He is back. He got in late last night, kind of like you did. Yeah. And so he was telling I didn't me he's, kinda, as far. he's recuperating, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know what? Actually, I don't really see much going on this week. This might be like a news of the day week, unless we get some other people booked here. We've got, uh, hopefully, Ty Bollinger on Wednesday. Back on Wednesday. We don't know. Okay. Depends on how, how much he's uh, recuperated. Yeah. From his uh, surgery. Mm hmm. Uh, and Jonathan Emord on Thursday. Okay. That's what we got this week. Pretty quiet week for guests. This is the first week where I haven't come across somebody in God. We've got so-and-so, and I have no idea who they are. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> funny. That happens sometimes. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So, sorry. Um, that's n- nothing uh, super unusual or out of the ordinary for this week so far. Okay. Um, what else? What Your else? mission, what else? should you choose to accept it, is to put the Health Freedom Expo before the Pittsburgh area. Event. I already did. Oh, see? Look how fast you are when you have a, a moment to do it. You did it. It's done. Yay. Now it's all in order. We don't have the uh, the Chamberlain's events up there because I don't have anything from Chamberlain's, like a brochure or an image to put up. But just suffice to say, the 4th of October... 7 p.m. That's a Tuesday at the Lake Mary, Orlando area, Chamberlain store. Free open to the public event. And then the 5th of October, which is a Wednesday, 7 p.m. at the, uh, is it West Colonial or East Colonial? I apologize. It's been a while since I've been there. I used to only live in that area, but uh, the Altamont, not, I keep thinking Altamont, but I don't think it is Altamont. Uh, but a Chamberlain's there. It'll be on uh, the 4th and 5th, so two different Chamberlains, I'll be at a public event. And I may be broadcasting from either of them as well that day earlier. So we'll see. I'll let you know how that goes before we head into the uh, the Warners. We got to have Dr. Stu and, and Terry Warner on to talk about the event or Susie Olson Corrigan, who's helping to put it on uh, to okay. talk more about it. So maybe we can get them on this week if there's an opening. Maybe. Okay. That would be maybe good. I'm working on getting Dr. Joel Furman back on. Oh, it's been a while since we had Joel on. Yep, he's very he's, popular. He's got a webinar coming up uh, yeah. here in the next few weeks, and so I'm working behind the scenes to make that happen. Uh, also, looking at getting Ari Witten back on this month. Okay, um, yeah, get some more breathing going on. Yep, so basically, that's all I've got. I can't think of anything else that's going on that we need to 
do any announcements about. But if we do have any, uh, you I will get them. I want some more orange, orange Guard pictures. Where are all the Orange Guard pictures? Yeah. Send us some more. You've got room for more. Oh, oh man. <laughs> My son wants me to go out on a big trip with him this afternoon or evening to get get another thing that he wants to show off. <laughs> cool. Yeah. We'll see. You still got the buy one, the get one Have free? you been out in the garden yet since you got back? I, I went out this morning. In fact, I didn't even get to tell my wife this because it was just so busy, crazy. Um, the corns this year from this heirloom variety are very small, and I opened one up, and it was ready, and I just ate it, right, from the cob, and it was just, like, sweet like candy. I mm. just don't know. They aren't big cobs. Whatever this form that we did, they're small, but I just, like, I ate the whole thing. It was just, like, I had, a like, a, a super sweet treat um today from from the garden i didn't pick up the, the raspberries still i didn't get them and we're gonna the tail end of the green beans now we're letting them go to seed the few that pods that are left so we'll have some more for mark because they were prolific um the potatoes are still growing although you can start seeing the browning of some of the leaves so we'll be able to harvest potatoes soon uh what else the oh the sunflowers oh good lord dude they're just gorgeous i'm gonna see i thought i took a picture of them earlier today i was gonna send you so we could showcase them uh, let's see if I can, uh, we can do it this. tomorrow. We can do it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So boom, let's go done. I'll send them to you. We'll show you some, some of those tomorrow. They're beautiful. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's have mercy on you and we'll, we'll take off. All right. I like being here though. It's good to see you again, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. And you all survived another there. trip. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Yeah, well, it's the warm-up for a bunch more. And that one to Orlando is going to be the big one because I'm there from Monday. I fly in till Sunday. That whole week. That's a long one with a lot That's going on. One. Plus our regular uh, array of shows and public events. So, yeah, I'm going to have to really be – I'm going to have to do, like, double cardio miracle every day. Thomas says, have Ula on again. Ula's a bit under the weather. Oh, is she okay? Sorry about she that. She is. And so, I, yeah, I mean, that was the plan. Um, and her and the fam are, are they've all got a bug. She lost mm -hmm. her voice. And so that did not bode well to okay. you know, get her on the show unless she was going to do like that lady was doing on the, the thing with the sign language. So we will get her on uh, as soon as possible. Meanwhile, um, send her good vibes and prayers uh, and the family. They'll, yeah, they'll get for better. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, Bolden just submitted an article for our consideration. Clearly, he's not going to be able to come on an interview about it, but the I author think, of it. I, I think he, oh, this is not his article. Though. No, All Amy right. Lepore. All right. How the feds have nationalized emergency management. That, that'd be a good interview. Amy Lepore. Now, is she with the 10th Amendment Center? It says uh, published on August 19th. I don't know. Well, I'm sure. She's only vice chair of the Libertarian Party of Delaware. So she's right. So did you guys just like republish this or do you guys know Amy Lepore? Bolden. Yeah, let us know. Or just we'll get, get us her a connection. on instead of yeah. you because yeah. you're He's hiding He's somewhere too good for in, us. He even, he even steps away from time to time and, and he misses all the me talking about him. That's the that's got to <laughs> that's got to cause him great pain. You mean I miss being mentioned on the Robert Scott Bell show? No. Yeah, that never happened. He doesn't have, he doesn't have an ego. No, of course not. No, he doesn't. We love Bolden. Thanks for, for doing that. We'll check that out. Yep. Sounds great. All right. Well, see you tomorrow. Less than 22 hours from now.
God willing, we'll be back for more healing mayhem. Indeed. Talk to you later.